0: Everyone, Today is Friday, the thirtieth of October, twenty twenty. This is the Gap episode five hundred and forty. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gore is here. And you've been getting all the
1: presents, Job. Oh, I've got stuff. I've got some stuff. I certainly <laughs> do. Despite it being your birthday. It was, yes. Happy birthday. I'm sitting here with
0: nothing. You yeah. know what I got? A t shirt. A t shirt I'm wearing
1: at the moment. Nice. Yeah. Um from my, my wife, she got me a T-shirt. Are we saying that again? Can we say that? I haven't watched the movie yet. It's, it's back. You haven't uh, watched it yet? No, it's... It's too much. You know how, like, oh, some things is too, too much? Like... It's too much for you. Like, you just know it's... I, I couldn't even get through all of This Is America. Uh, that show he did. I mean... I watched one episode of it. I'm like, I don't... I just... I can't do this. I live here, Job. I know. And it's too much for you. (laughs) I know. Oh, I would be fucked if I was. I haven't been
0: anywhere in eight months.
1: (laughs) No, let's 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 face some harsh realities. If I lived in America, I would have died a year ago. I would have been someone would have shot me. No, someone would have shot me on the street.
2: Not in San like,
1: Francisco, like, where I'm living. That's I nearly happened. got shot in San Francisco, apparently. according to fucking were in probably Steve. the Tenderloin or something. No, we were in, like, the we were in a very nice part of, of town. We weren't in the Tenderloin. We were in, like, fucking, I don't know what the fuck it's called. But it was very close to that big fucking hotel. Uh, the, the fancy one, you know. Right. Um, no. The... Ritz or okay. Four Seasons, one or the other, I don't know. Sure. Um, and yeah, I nearly got shot because I was walking okay. across the street fucking throwing up the birds. And uh, yeah, I called some dude to come. You a can't cum, do that. And apparently I should yeah, yeah, You can't do that. Yeah. I would definitely have been shot dead if I lived in America at this point. I just, because uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, grew up in the mean streets of fucking Logan city like i've got no concept <laughs> I, I figure if i got out of logan i'm invincible yeah. which i mean it might be true so maybe maybe i would have been shot but i wouldn't be there anyway uh yeah no you're right uh you live there and it must uh i can't even fucking imagine but i can't watch it without hey, it, being like it could sorry. get worse We're <laughs> still next week to go Woo.
0: It could, it could still get worse, and I'm, I'm guessing it will be worse. That's my my guess at this
1: stage. That's it's your pessimistic worse. prediction: is that it's going to get worse. Oh yeah! And no matter
0: who wins, it's going to get worse. Like I don't but, think he's going to win next week. Oh, okay. the popularity vote at least. He's, he's not going to win the popular vote. No. But even no, if he loses, no, he stopped him before. He is not going anyway. He, he will oh, yeah. fucking have a man baby cry and
1: oh yeah, try and 100%. stay as long as he can. So yep. It's a fun uh, yeah. Week. Yeah, cool. Well, anyway. Um happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you.
0: My um <clears throat> my present is coming uh next uh two 2 weeks from now. 2 weeks from today. Two weeks. Um, which is the the PlayStation 5. Yeah. But until then, we've got um we got to wait. A little bit to wait to talk about, at least the PlayStation Five.
1: But you've got yourself an Xbox, and I can't talk about any of the Xbox experience at this point. But I can tell you about unboxing it. Yes, and let me tell you, you, do it now. Take it out out of the box. Oh my god! (laughs) I have kept because that's the way listeners might not know, but the way it works when you get these uh, these things, they're on long term loan, which means. Hmm. That theoretically, if the long term loan lasts long enough, uh, just general changeover will occur and uh, nobody will, knows. They'll just yeah. forget about it. They'll just be like, well, nobody wants you a fucking six year old grotty ass fucking Xbox back. So why don't you just keep it? Which Until
0: is- next okay. year when you review the next Halo game. Ah. Your review comes out and they're like, hey,
1: joe uh, we actually need our loan unit back. We need that back, baby. And I was like, <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's um, the thing. I've lost it. Oh, I hear I've <laughs> lost it between me reviewing. <coughs> <laughs> hey, look, I lost and- it. <laughs> it's, it's the size of a medium-sized dog. Uh, but somehow I lost it. Uh, so I don't know what to do. About that, it's a it's the size of a fucking bar fridge, but um, actually, it wouldn't make a good bar fridge. It's only about the size of like oh, wouldn't that be a good joke though? You say Pit. yeah, I'm sending it back, and then send them your fridge. Genius, that would be yeah. good. I would be without a fridge though. So, right, I mean, yeah. Although, not, if, not if, if they were actually for the shipping. win the Xbox fridge, oh, true. No, I'd never give that away. If I win the Xbox fridge. That is... I'm going to put it in my fucking office. It'll be sitting here behind me in the podcast for the rest of eternity. We're not going to replace <laughs> our actual fridge with it. Because I looked at the thing and it doesn't appear to have a freezer, which makes it pretty fucking useless as a fridge. But, like... Unless unless yeah. you've got a big chest freezer. But, like...
0: Well, that's we why you st- get the PlayStation freezer. The big PlayStation uh, freezer. That's, like, yeah, that'd be good.
1: Yeah. They should do... that. Oh, my God. PlayStation should do that. They should do a freezer. <laughs> that would be fucking amazing. That would be the best thing. Um but yeah no the unbox uh, the, I don't really I don't get oh yeah anyway I was talking about long term loan yeah theoretically at some point they will ask for a back they did it with the uh PlayStation VR that they sent me. Uh that wasn't even a long term loan. That was an extremely short term loan where they were like, uh, oh, we need that back. And it was like two weeks and I played the shark game. I'm like, alright, oh, alright. And then hmm. um I Went to go repackage it and in the like in the process of like I just sort of chucked the box in yeah. my office and clearly I chucked something else on top of it. So the box is fucked and that was so grumpy. They're like you can't do this to the packaging I'm like well, I didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't my intention. I've got like I've got a fucking garage full of fucking boxes for fucking consoles just in the in the off chain this is just the like literally the first time anyone's ever needed one of these things back is the only time i've ever fucked up the packaging enough for it to be a problem but i get it right like i understand i should not have fucked up the box but (laughs) it happened uh here's your fucking thing what do you want me to do i can't unfuck this box right anyway um, so you keep like I could actually rebox this this xbox if I needed to I've yeah, I've got like a little spreadsheet on how to rebox it so that it goes back exactly you need how. to take okay. pictures at these like
0: most of the time for oh. these things because you unbox it you're like, I don't know
1: how to uh, I like don't know. where does this go? Hey, why is it called I said this in my tweet, but why is it called an unboxing when it should be an Xboxing like of all the fucking situations. That one makes the most sense to me. You it is no longer of the box, so it is Xbox. And it's an Xbox. It just makes sense. It has a consistency to it that it upsets me that that people just don't aren't about it. Um anyway, you take this thing out of the box. When you open it up, it's like power your dreams on a label. Hmm. Um, cool, fair enough. Uh and then you unwrap it. And uh, I've got, I'm, I'm naturally pretty greasy. Yeah. I'm greasy, baby. I'm real greasy. And uh, so I uh, I unwrapped it from that, you know, that packaging, that static packaging that they always wrap everything in. Hmm. I unpacked it from that and then, um, yeah, accidentally touched it with one of my thumbs. And so now I, like, now the Xbox Series X, sorry, the Xbox Sex, uh, has like a thumbprint on it. Oh, you can't get off.
0: I can't. It's there forever. I, I they, think that's I'd how they get like, you. Yeah. You send it back and they've got your thumbprint.
1: Right? They can get into my, uh, into all my, all my, my stored accounts. If I ever get mm. any sort of power at all, they've got me for life. Uh, but I mean, the joke's on them because I'll never have any power. So, uh, yeah, anyway, so it's on there. And I think I'd need a fucking, pressure cleaner like a pressure hose to get the fucking thing off because I wiped it a couple of times before I was taking photos I'm like what the fuck is that and you can like clearly see it's my thumb (laughs) I'm like what the fuck (laughs) how did this happen and when I wiped it with the fucking uh, like you know Cleaning cloth, a dis- disinfectant cloth, like a disposable. I started with a fucking sponge, right? And I'm like, well, this isn't gonna fucking work. So I went all the way up to like one of those dead old cleaning wipes. Nothing. Yeah. It's it's in there. It's baked in. It's You're like you have to
0: like sand it out or something. <laughs> like a sanding machine.
1: So fucked. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, you
0: give it back and one side is just just, like... (laughs)
1: I'll flip it up over the other side. Like, I just put it in backwards so that when they open the box, they're like, oh, yeah, there it is. It's fine. And then they never (laughs) realize when they flip it back over again, they're like, oh... I must add fuck? some fucking pizza grease on my hand when I flip this thing. And they won't not nah, like, they won't go all the way in and match the swirls and whirls and shit that uh, yeah. mean that it's uniquely my thumbprint or my twin brother's thumbprint. Do twins have identical twins have identical fingerprints? I don't think them? so. I think they no. do. I think they do. No. I think they no. do. You, think
0: this so. seems like something you should know.
1: Why would I know this? Like you should have done what? some
0: research on this.
1: What, like, what purpose would I have for knowing this? Why do I, as a twin, have to know everything about twins, right? Because what if he does something that's really
0: bad and they're yeah. like, it was you, Joe, we've got your thumbprints on file.
1: I'll be like, I'm an identical twin. Pro- like, They're in the me. Microsoft Bill Network. Uh, <laughs> we got um- them. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I could get matched across. God damn it. Yeah. Anyway, um... It's got, like, surprisingly very little in the box. It's got, like, an HDMI cable, a power cable, a control pad, a uh, computer that's technically more powerful than my main PC now, and uh, a little sheet of paper that tells you how to set the thing up. And I can't tell you anything about uh, that process in action, but I can tell you that the little sheet of paper is extremely succinct and easy to follow. Uh, and that's about it. Can you talk about the controller at all? Yeah, it's. Uh, um, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of this controller, in terms of, um, you know, its uh, Xboxing process. Uh, like, it's got the they. You know how they shifted on the D pad to this uh, extreme, extremely like uh, well defined uh yeah. d-pad like you've got your it's the up, same down, down,
0: as the length, um right? the uh elite d-pad exactly. has one of those i've actually got mine right next to me because nice. i use it all the time yeah. um like the d-pad is removable on the elite and oh, so yeah. you can like replace it with one of one of those um you, you can't replace like, it so the one people at home have no idea what if i can talk about that, that are listening but it's yeah. not the four-way directional it's got like it's like a, a circle yeah, it's, it's a full
1: circle. Like it's got like yeah, the uh, the eight degrees. So it's got up, uh, up right, up left, down left, yeah. and down right, plus up, down, left, right, and uh, yeah, like it's just it just feels way better to use as a D pad because you can actually right. like feel. I mean, because I'm coming from fucking shit. My main PC control pad is an Xbox 360 controller. Okay, primarily I've used that for the longest time I shifted to the PlayStation 4 for a little while but it's got too many fucking weird software conflicts for it to be useful Hmm. all the time so most of the time I'm still using that as my primary uh, PC control pad I will 1000% shift to this thing um did you ever get an Elite at all? no I never did no Um,
0: so yeah so this is my like primary um controller for both Xbox and my yeah. pc like i use this all the time for pizza games it's really good there the, the yeah. things that i don't use on it though at the moment which i should probably look into other like they've got the the buttons on the back that you can stick in extra buttons for
1: oh yeah yeah
0: um and have them as like i guess toggles if you it was like a racing game or something you use them as shifting gears or yeah. um i don't know sort of how it works in a standard game. If it like recognizes that in an extra button, I've never done that before, before. but yeah. Um, I think the problem that I had with it was the way that I hold it for regular games. I kept pressing them in. And so that would be right. Yeah. Accidentally. or whatever. Yeah. But otherwise like, um, yeah, this is hands down like my favorite controller to use. Yeah. Uh, Even over the PlayStation at this point, I think I'd prefer
1: using this, um, than that. I yeah well I like yeah I don't have an Elite but I used one when they were first like showcasing them and mm. uh, I'm a huge fan of it and it does feel like they've taken a lot of design notes for the uh, Xbox series I don't know the Xbox Sex fucking control pad it's got uh, a yeah. it's got like nice grippy like buttons on the, on the top on the shoulders um the only real, like, out of the ordinary thing is it's got a fucking share button now mm. uh, in the center. So it's still got to start and select buttons, uh, whatever the fuck they call them. I don't know. Lines and picture in picture. And uh, now you've got a fucking share button, which I'm a huge fan of uh, from the PlayStation. Uh, like, being able to instantly share a screenshot or save a screenshot is fucking phenomenal and uh not having to press the home button and i think it was like home button it wasn't that difficult it was home button y or something like that on the xbox one it was like pretty simple but this is so much fucking easier and uh yeah i mean in in like yeah in today's world where you you want to share shit constantly You might want to... I don't know what you'd want to share. Share some screenshots of... The fucking... Dumbest cunts alive in Destiny 2 or something. who just refuse to capture control points or something. Theoretically speaking. Um, Like... Yeah. You just press a button and then... Away you go. Uh, Which is... Fucking awesome. But... uh, Obviously I can only theorize about how... uh, That will work in action at this point. Because... uh, I am heavily under embargo. And all I'm talking about... Is... The controller... In its Xboxed uh, state, just to yeah. be clear, uh, yeah. So yeah. Uh,
0: I think it's it's going to be interesting between because um, I'm hearing really good things about that PlayStation controller. Oh, just me the, too. In terms of the not only the feel, but the the like haptic feedback that they put in there, yeah. and like the new rumble system, it yep. just sounds like maybe Xbox could have a bit of an issue in terms of. Holding up with that, oh, because uh, they haven't really touched. Well, I don't know. You, you can't really talk about it even know, but I I don't think they've touched much of. The, they've got maybe resistance on there. I can't even. I don't even know. Yeah, this yeah it feels to, like I'm just hearing a lot more about PlayStation territory
1: for me to <laughs> yeah wade into. But anyway. I did see uh a, um uh Adam Matthew, former mm-hmm. official PlayStation mag editor, uh. Checked out the PlayStation controller and described it as, like, the first actual next-gen controller compared to Mm. the Series X controller. And, (laughs) yeah, I haven't got my mitts on it yet, Uh, but from what I've been hearing from people around uh, the, the... who have got theirs uh, in their homes and stuff? Yeah, it is a phenomenal controller. I'm very interested to see my like one of the things that has me most interested, and uh, yeah, I haven't seen any most people, many people talking about is the difference between the those controllers on PC. I think it's going to be a huge, huge fucking uh, factor in yeah. their. I don't know, their, like, legitimacy. Because if... Uh, it, it, like I said, I mean, the Xbox 360 controller lasted me on PC for fucking ages. And, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. The fucking PlayStation 5 controller costs $110. Like, mm. it's not cheap. You want you would want it to have some extra fucking purpose. otherwise, uh, Otherwise, yeah, it's sort of just... That second controller you got there, in in case someone wants to play fucking local screen NBA or some shit. Like, yeah, you got to have some reason to justify its purchase. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, When I when I test it for PC, here's my segue. When I test it for PC, like test them both on PC. um, I'm gonna test them in disc room. Uh, because Disc Room is a game where uh, control is fucking everything. And hmm. I actually found uh, that my so my PlayStation controller, I don't know why this is, but I don't know if it happened to yours. Probably not. But my PlayStation controller, you, I doubt you can see this and nobody listening can see this, but my PlayStation right. controller has lost the fucking rubber on the its rubber, thumbstick. Yeah. yeah, like it's just gone. Uh, it's just slowly peeled off. It actually still peels off to this day. You can see like there's a fucking weird black scum. But yeah, I just turned my PlayStation on. That was a mistake. Um, but the other point, the other factor in that is uh, that the, the thumbsticks themselves uh, have quite a bit of drift now and that is an original PlayStation 5 controller that is not I've got a PlayStation Pro uh, PlayStation 4 Pro but that is an original PlayStation 4 controller sorry uh, um, like from from the original because I just held on to when I got the PlayStation Pro that was how I got a second PlayStation controller as opposed to you know spending I think I think they were fucking 99 bucks or some shit <coughs> uh, um, yeah it, so I just had two controllers and so this one became my PC controller. That is literally the lifespan of the PlayStation 4 old. How the fuck old is a PlayStation 4? Like 2013, 7 years old or some shit? That's good. But there's definitely a uh, thumbstick drift. I mean mm-hmm. better than the I don't know, 48 hours that it takes for a Nintendo Switch to start thumbstick drifting, but the like still that is not as precise as it needs to be, which is why I switched back to the Xbox 360 for Disc Room. Because um, I need that precision, right? But uh, you can actually, like, it's not objective, I think. Uh, I don't think there's, uh, there's definitely ways to test uh, controller sensitivity and thumbstick movement in, in objective terms, but my impressions will be entirely subjective but my subjective impression in disc room is that the xbox 360 controller controls way better in disc room um just from yeah and that that controller is fucking 13 years old 14 maybe i don't know fucking two thousand two thousand six, 2006 like fucking old man um mm-hmm. But yeah, just you just need the fucking precision. I finished disc room. There's a. Uh, have you played more of it? I saw it was on the list. No, no, I was busy with other stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I uh, I finished it. I got through that level. Uh, that was pitch black. I brute forced it, yep. like I said, I was going to. Uh, it took me, I don't know, another eighteen minutes. I think it was. Uh, to do um, I recorded some of that if anyone wants to see I think it's like yeah. six minutes of pressing one button over and over and over again because uh, like I said the the discs move at random uh, this, this is what I like disc room is the the geometry wars pacifism uh, dodge em up that I was talking about last week and um, Discs move at random and your only option is to, well, not your only option as it turns out, but uh, it seemed like your best option is to sort of stand there and attempt to like blast discs away from you as often as you can. There is a solution. I don't know if I should talk about the solution to this. Uh, the, The actual way to get around this room because there is a definitive solution and uh it got tweeted to me uh basically directly after i fucking finally finished it uh yeah. did you
0: without giving spoilers wait is it something you need to like an object you need to use sorry an ability
1: or something or is it purely it is um, an ability you need strategy. to use one of your abilities right in a way um okay I was saying last week that uh, I wished that I could see how many times I died when I finished the game. Uh, Got to the end credits screen. Uh, Deadliest Room, Perfect Dark with 369 deaths uh, is where I landed on it. Uh, Brody from uh, Press Start told me his solution. Uh, I won't explain it. But I will say that last week I was talking about there's this like uh, you know, we we have we all have like uh, these cognitive biases, right? Like things in our brain that tell us that we are doing the right thing or doing like making the right decision, right? We all have, we all, in the sense that everyone is the hero of their own story, right? Uh, that that lends itself to this uh tendency for people to inadvertently think that the decisions they make are correct and that's why when we play like warzone and stuff uh even when we lose i'll cap it and while we wait for the next game and we're shit talking i'll watch it back and wonder to myself if there's anything that we could have done better right and i i don't know if you you've noticed me do this, but sometimes I'll be like, we should have done this or something like that. Right. Hmm. Uh, and then we'll invariably have a discussion about whether or not we should have done that. And I'll take that information away and I'll use that to make better, hopefully use that to make better yeah. decisions next time. Right. And obviously, you know, all, all those things. Still haven't
0: learned. <laughs> I mean, you're still bad at games. If, if the guys at press started giving you advice on how to beat them, then you are still bad. at games. <laughs> Unbelievable
1: fucking unbelievable um anyway uh so we all have like it might be like you know we have succeeded so many times with uh sorry you you have failed so many times at, at using a shield in warzone that now you believe that shields are the problem with the strategy not you know making the connection to the fact that um the problem with the strategy is that you won't shoot cunts when you refuse to take a shield we've got shields you just need to do the shooting anyway that is you you have interpreted the information in one way and use that to uh arrive at a conclusion right and it doesn't like whether or not uh your conclusion is is right or wrong isn't something that is directly measurable based on like the absence of more information, right? Like if you don't if you were to make that conclusion and then never play Warzone again, then you couldn't say whether it was objectively correct or incorrect. Hmm. All you would have to go on is your conclusion based on the information you have at hand, right? Yeah. If you never by forcing you to play with shields and realize the error of your ways, uh, you have come around to the fact that shields rule and... I've come around to the fact that
0: you guys are playing shields wrong, and now when we run it, we don't have, like, fucking everybody running shields and sticks. It's, like, a mixture of shields and sticks and guns and something, whereas... Shields, was just, like, sticks is, a me- is, memes
1: is for memes, okay? Shields and sticks was... The stitch up, okay, but shields and guns, one hundred percent works. And we were always saying that if you are going to like, we needed you to not run guns, uh not run a shield, because we needed you to be shooting. You just refuse hmm. to shoot for some reason. Anyway, let's not reh. I'm on some shit, okay. Just don't fucking get me fucking sidetracked. For <laughs> once in my life, let me fucking go all the way into my destination. Fuck, I'm like the. My tendency to fucking go wildly off course on shit is like raging out of control right now. I'm trying so hard to find it. So just fucking are you helping or hurting? Helping or hurting. Anyway. So without more information. So what what I what I was talking about last week with Disc Room was was that based on all the like it is a game where you use the information you have at hand. To make uh, informed choices about how, how you go about things, and my problem with perfect dark was that you couldn't get more information that that ultimately your like the absence of information <clears throat> led to a situation where the only viable choice was to lean into the Rng and brute force your way through it. Now first of all, I was incorrect. I br- I, did- I successfully brute forced it although based on the uh response one of the um one of the developers evidently saw my tweet and was shocked I tweeted about the game and was shocked that I brute forced that level clearly you're not supposed to brute force that level um and, and secondly um my interpretation of the information I had at hand was faulty, and I think that's like really interesting, right? I, I think it's really interesting, uh, from a like, uh, I guess you know, a broader sense because I don't think we have a, I don't think it's natural for people to look at their own decision making, uh, and realize how it's faulty i think it's easy to see where you made the wrong decisions Hmm. but that's not that's not questioning like questioning your decisions isn't questioning your decision making you know like the there's a difference between your decisions and your decision making and i think there is something pretty um uh i don't know uncommon about deliberately interpreting your decision-making as incorrect, which is obviously what I did. It's it's uncommon in the sense that you very rarely have the opportunity to, to do it. You very rarely have the information at hand to be presented with the idea that your decision-making is faulty, right? And so I think This Room provided me with a pretty uh, unique opportunity to to contemplate my own, the flaws in my own decision-making. The answer to this level is so fucking obvious once you know the answer. (laughs) And worse still, there is absolutely no reason you shouldn't get to it but there is always you know i i convince myself so often that i'm you know fucking i've made the right decisions i know how this game works i've tried Mm -hmm. everything i've analyzed the information at hand i know what i'm doing correctly and i know what i'm doing incorrectly so i should be able to fucking do this And then I brute, like, so obviously the only option is to brute force it, right? But what that did was it tunnel vision B into only accepting answers within certain parameters without realizing that if, like, I oh my God. Yeah. If you play Disc Room and you work out the truth, the real way to, to solve this, um it is so fucking obvious once you know that yeah you're like I literally only had to expand my uh yeah the parameters for understanding like barely uh and I'd actually tried very similar solutions uh with with no success, which I think led to you know, further led to my demise. Uh, Trying the wrong thing in what appears to be the correct way is, uh, I I think, a very common way for people to make repeated mistakes. But yeah, anyway, I just thought it was, yeah, it wound up being very interesting in in the sense that, uh, yeah, to look into my own flaws as a person which mm-hmm. is good so uh, i'm grateful for that thanks disc room uh when you finish it finish it when you beat the final boss uh it unlocks hard mode uh okay. which is a bit of a fucking gag because i already thought it was extremely hard but uh it gets harder oh boy it gets harder so uh yeah so that's pretty good you can uh you can play hard mode i uh i worked out it's just a It's a very clever abstract puzzle game uh, hidden underneath uh, what is otherwise a compelling dexterity based dodge-em-up. Which I think is cool. I think they did a good job. Yeah. Anyway. Disc Room. Yeah, I
0: haven't gone back to it. I was busy with some some work, so I haven't had a chance to to check any of that out. Um, But I did get a chance to check out a few other things. Um, Dead by Daylight. I'm still playing that. And there is a uh, Halloween event happening right now, basically. Uh, It's running for a couple of weeks, I think. Um, They got a bunch of items in the game where you can like Use them and it will make one of the hooks as a killer um, worth more blood points and also one of the generators worth more objective points for the survivors as well to complete. So they're they're doing that. There's also a daily login reward. I think it's like 50,000. It could be 20,000. Anyway, it's between 20 and 50,000 blood points to upgrade your character. And yeah, just... and, And everything's on sale at this stage. Apart from... Maybe like the last sort of chapter, um, but the rest of it is on sale. So I think it's up to 50% off for uh, characters that you want or um, any killers that you want. So if people want to go check out Dead By Daylight, you can go do that. It's a asymmetrical horror game where people play as there's um, four survivors, one killer. Survivors need to complete the objectives, which are um, unlocking all the gen- or repairing all the generators, five in the map that they need to repair. Once they do that, the exit gates open and they have to escape the map. While this is all happening, there is a killer on the loose, who is in a first-person perspective. The survivors are in a third person, and the killer needs to go and stop the survivors from completing objectives. We talked about it and watching this show before. Yeah. Very good game. Um, to note, your review is now on the um, store page for Dead by Daylight on the very top. They've updated the. Um, I'm not oh, there. Uh, I don't know why. You know, I was, maybe still am. The one, number one highest review on Metacritic. <laughs> I guess we're tied at this stage, but they didn't Watch for whatever it. reason think my review was worth it. <laughs> um, but I noticed it when I was going to go because I went and bought some stuff during the sale because I haven't really bought anything in that game for a while. Um, I kind of just play the killers that I've that I've got and I'm leveling them up still and I'm leveling up the survivors a bunch more. I've been talking about it the last couple of weeks, but this time I bought uh, a couple of new killers I might go through them quickly. I I haven't played all of them yet, but working my way through. Um, The first one I got is the plague in Dead by Daylight. And she is a killer who is able to basically like projectile vomit onto survivors using her power. And when she does that, um, she builds up like a toxic onto the survivors. And once that threshold hits, they become infected um, and they start making like noises and projectile vomiting every once in a while um, and they can infect other uh, other people in the world. Um, and she's also able to, to infect things in the environment for I think it's about 30 seconds. So you can go up to a generator, vomit on it, it'll infect it and then anyone who interacts with that will start getting building up more of this toxic on themselves um so uh, you can also vomit on uh like the environment so things like walls and floors and uh lockers and and hooks and all that sort of stuff and so her thing is you you build up this toxic um this toxic infection on the survivors the survivors then need to go to this like cleansing fountain that is spread out throughout the map there's a there's a bunch of them yep. they interact with it and they cleanse the toxic off of themselves and then that turns the fountain into like a buff for this for the killer um the killer can then go up to the fountain and use it um they'll get a notification on like a a sound once the survivor has used the fountain so they know that this is one i need to go to they then as a killer use the fountain and they get a buff so that when they projectile vomit on somebody for it's a certain amount of time this buff lasts for they are they do damage to the person it sort of puts them like in an injured state um so that if you hit them they'll go down like straight away so the the idea for her is to cause like a lot of chaos and to make sure you're infecting everybody that they're going um, that they're going away from doing the objectives and then going to cleanse themselves and then as a killer making sure that you go get that buff and then start chasing them again to get them in that state where you can basically down them in one shot um, by vomiting on them again. Um, so she's you know. Um, she seems to be pretty fun i've enjoyed playing with her like her biggest downfalls are kind of like uh she's not like too quick so you've got to really you've got to really stay on top of people um people can get away from that that power ability by just dodging out of the way or running around corners or ducking behind objects so you kind of got to get really close up to them and and aim it because it's it's like a spray um and it lasts for a couple of seconds depending on how long you charge it for and so while they're dodging you've kind of got to aim as well and it's not like you you hit them and then that's it like they're infected you gotta you gotta build it up and it takes it takes a couple of seconds worth of hitting them constantly before they get infected so if you miss um you kind of just wasted a bit of that that time but yeah once you get it going um She's a cool killer to play. That's kind of why I picked her up because she seemed, just by reading the text, like the things that it says about her seemed pretty interesting. Um, so that's why I ended up uh, picking her up. Um, she's, she's also got some cool like perks as well. The one that I'm using the most at the moment is called Corrupt Intervention, which blocks three of the furthest generators away from you. So at the start of the match, it's about a yeah. hundred and... Uh, it's about a minute something. Two minutes. I think it's two minutes. And so that kind of her being this killer who is like, you need to kind of spread everybody out and make sure the infections are going um, like kind of straight away. It sort of slows that early period of the game down a bit to make sure that like you're you're getting those buffs ready and, and that sort of thing. So that's, um, that's pretty good. Uh, the other one that I'm using is uh, Dark Devotion, which when you hit a survivor it transfers your terror radius onto them and then you have no terror radius and that lasts for like uh 20 seconds, 30 seconds or something like that. Um that's pretty much the, the the two that I'm using. There's a third one, I don't think it's very good. I think it's one where you you hit a survivor or something and anyone that's near them also screams out in pain. Um I think oh, that right. was the one. Yeah, But I'm not I'm not running it right now, so it's right. It's not really, but yeah, I'm digging it. Like I'm a level nine rank killer at this stage. I'm sort of grinding my way back up, and even as a like,
1: what you you were rank nine last
0: week? Was I?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, maybe it's too
1: late. I guess you're shit. Could be that. I um, guess you're shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, with I forget what I was gonna say with um. Even with like the one perk it, or because you start off with like uh, one perk and then you get to level five and you've got two and then level three even with that one up against like level nine to one survivors depending on how late it is on playing uh, yeah she seems pretty viable at yeah mm-hmm. uh, you know, at this stage um the other one that I picked up is the scream um, ghost face killer. I have not played as him yet but his basic thing is he has like this stalk ability he can go um, behind cover within the environment and like peek out and then build up like a stalk and then it um, activates the power and you can sort of like target somebody and it will I think it'll one shot them if you build it up enough Uh, I haven't really
1: yeah looked into it as much playing against him I think that's how it works i've never played yeah. as him but that seems to be how it works with him
0: mm. so yeah i bought that one i think i might have bought the clown i can't remember oh, boy. um just because I, I i can't yeah i can't actually remember um anyway the one that the other one that i've been playing as which uh is pretty cool the um He's the Death Slinger. He's kind of like the right, yep. cowboy-looking dude with a he's got a, a gun that shoots out like a spear that you can hook onto people and he starts reeling them in. Um, and then the way that the, the survivors get away from this guy is they have to sort of block the chain that's on this spear in between things in the environment. And that kind of builds up this meter on the bottom. And if the meter builds up then the survivor sorry the killer gets stunned uh for a couple of seconds and uh and so yeah he's got this gun he shoots it out like a spear you hit somebody if you miss uh you have to reload it and so that's the thing he's he's not i don't think he's as quick as some of the other survivors at least that's what it seems to be because i get fucking his kind of thing is your loop (laughs) you find loop spots yeah. And and areas that are near walls and moving around corners and try and make sure that you don't give him enough time to um, get that spear off because if he gets that that shot off and there's nothing around you to sort of break the chain, then he'll hit you. And when he does hit you, um, you, it puts you in a state where you've got to try and heal yourself after a certain amount of time, otherwise you'll end up sort of going down. So there's you know his thing is basically even though he can reel you in and hit you if you miss you've got a massive you've got a stun on there Mm -hmm. and also he's pretty slow so you've you've got to kind of rely on this ability to be able to do anything good with it um my point is if you put a gun in dead by daylight i'm just gonna fucking destroy everybody (laughs) because that is what has been happening it's disgusting it's there's maybe one level that i'm up that i haven't played yet where i'm like that's gonna be a problem and it's the um the Stranger Things um facility the facility out of the Stranger Things and that is very much like corridors it's like an indoor building with two levels oh, there's yeah. not a lot of open spaces that's the one level where I'm like that'd give me problems yep. but most of the other ones that I've played it's been disgusting like I the first game that I played I think I got everybody down and there was four generators still going um god damn it was- it was, yeah, terrible. But, but they basically give you a gun. There's no... Um, it's not fair if you give me a gun in a game like that because I'm very good.
1: It's That's also true. tough. <laughs> it's also tough because it's quite different to how the rest of the game plays. And yeah. so, like, it's, it's it's a large departure from the nature of Dead by Daylight's mm. usual encounters with the killer where, you know, they have to be pretty... Like, even the fucking... Even... Mm. uh. Pyramid Head. You can only be like five to ten meters away, but this dude fucking blaps guns from fucking ages away. And so, like, anytime you're out in the open, it's Snipe City, which I think is just, yeah, a lot of players are used to being able to, like, oh, yeah, you see the killer off in the distance, you're like, it doesn't fucking matter, I'll just do some shit. But yeah, if he's got line of sight on you, you are eating it it doesn't matter if he doesn't actually get you he's got such good like pursue as well like he forces you to take some time to like stop and heal so that yeah you literally it requires a lot of teamwork I think to deal with him and even then it's fucking tough remember when we were playing all the way when I did my review we were playing together Mm. we kept coming again He's extremely difficult to deal with with lag. Like I was getting fucking clapped while I was already around corners, and you're just like, "Yeah, oh, well, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this one." Uh, but yeah, um, he's tricky.
0: Yeah, but I, I dig him. He's a he seems to be a lot of fun to play. So um, uh, I'm having a, a good time with him. He's got a couple abilities. The one that I'm using at the moment is uh, Dead Man Switch, where if you hook somebody if you hook a survivor it's uh, all the generators that are being worked on at that moment uh, by a survivor they need to keep working on it if they stop working on it it blocks it um, using that weird thing that it does Um, it blocks them for a a certain amount of time depending on what level dead man switch you've got and then uh, it, it shows you on the generator which ones are blocked so you know where like oh that one's gone white someone was over there I'm going in that direction um, yeah so that's the one I'm running at the moment the other one he's got which I'm like uh, it might be interesting to use on some of the other killers but uh, it's called hex retribution and whenever somebody cleans cleanses a dull hex it um, puts them in the oblivious state for a certain amount of time uh, right. it's like 30 or 40 seconds and then also, if they cleanse uh, a normal hex token uh, one that's actually got a power attached to it yep. it means that they um you can see them for like ten seconds so Oof. It, it's a long time, especially if you're someone if you're running like a um like a nurse build or something like that where you're running uh like two or three hexes and you chuck that one in there like that's uh you know that one's pretty good but I don't think it's too useful on him, at least at that
1: stage. So, yeah. 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 What hex? Um, what does he have? Hex perks? No, just that one. But what? what why would he care then? Well, if I mean, got no ED or whatever.
0: It's still. It's yeah. You could run it in an OED, and it's also the dull tokens as well. So yeah, you get survivors get points for doing that. I do them all the time, and so do you? If, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, because of no ED. <laughs> no yeah. Because the that way that sense. one works now is if there's a dull token on the map, the hex transfers to that and you've got one-shot kills. And I'm like, I don't want any yeah. of that. So if I see yeah. one, I waste cleanse it.
1: Yeah. Right. That um, makes sense. I probably That's probably why I'm always getting fucking <laughs> no ed <ID'd. laughs> Yeah.
0: <laughs> you're sitting there like teabagging at the exit gates and yeah. you get one-shot. You're like,
1: fuck. Fucking goddammit. it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, they're the the two that I've been playing the last couple of days. Um, I'm still playing a bunch of Survivors as well, ranking up. What I'm ranking up at the moment is uh, Laurie from, uh, is it Halloween? Friday the 13th? Well, I, might be Halloween. Um, Halloween. Yeah, it's Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's got that stabbing ability that I'm trying to level up so that um, if you get picked up by the killer within a certain amount of time of already being hooked... Then she like stuns them for five seconds, and that's a pretty, that's a pretty long stun. Like if you if you combine that with one of the um, exhausted abilities, which allows you to run really quickly, oh yeah, that's a huge like. I'm out. See you later. Um, I'm gone. So that's what I'm leveling up at the moment. But still digging. Yeah, Dead by Daylight. It's uh, the game that I jump in every night, and I've been playing a couple hours um, during the last few days. Is my my break game which has been a lot of fun um i don't know if i'll pick up any more killers at this stage like i think like i think i've got enough there that i can start working on on those ones to level up and and uh play around with but yeah i think those ones that i've gotten so far are pretty pretty cool and fun to play there's obviously a couple other other there that i was like do i want to do i want to jump in them or not i'm like oh we'll see but um yeah. Been playing a bit of the Huntress as well. She's the one that has the axes that you can throw. The,
1: the bunny chick. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. The hard thing about that is you've got no crosshair when you shoot. Oh, when right. you throw your axe. And so you've got to, like, really think about <laughs> where am I where am I launching these things. But she's she's fun when you just do, a, like, a fucking Kobe. And you just launch an axe from <laughs> ages away. You just kind of launch it at a generator and see if you hit someone. Yeah. And sometimes you get very lucky. But... <laughs> um, we should we should jump in at some stage when you get some free time and play some uh, oh, Survivor. No, I'm, not, I'm not ranked that high. I'm I'm like 16th or 15th on Survivor, right. and you get you get some games in there that you're like, this person is definitely new, uh, and they're generally when I like you have them. Sometimes it's fun, and other times like like I can play around with them a bit and yeah, because um, I've played enough of it where I know how to at least have a good time. And then occasionally you'll get someone that is, doesn't know the rules of the game yet. And they'll like sort of camp yeah. around where they've hooked someone. And at that stage, if that happens, like I know what I need to do. Just go do generators and then leave. Yeah. They're, they're never going to, they're never going to rank up anyway, doing that strategy. Cause it's just, they're not getting any points and they won't learn. And generally the community will tell them like, Hey, don't, don't do that. It's not, it's yeah. not, not only you're not you're not getting anywhere, so there's no point. They won't so, phrase it
1: like that. <laughs> yeah, nothing yeah. so polite. GG, dickhead. That's what I tried to. That's what I was like, really trying to get across in my Gamespot review. They sort of <clears throat> ripped it out. They ripped out its soul by the end of the editing process. But uh, yeah, the idea that you know the game Dead by Daylight works so much better when it, everyone, like both sides, are working to have as much fun as possible. It's also yeah the way that they constructed the point system also th- the way to get the most points is by both teams having the most fun so hmm. it's so much better if you literally like even if people fucking walk out alive it's still better until you're in like the fucking sweaty cunt ranks um yeah you're better off like letting two people walk out if you've chased the shit out of everyone for the entire fucking game knock down everyone a couple of times and like Yeah, you just you got them at the fucking limit. It's uh, or or hooked them, hooked everyone like twice, and people are like, "Oh my god, I don't know if I'm gonna get out." Oh shit! The survivors are on edge, and you're like, "Hmm, "Here we go." I just need one of you cunts, like fucking one of you needs to slip up. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's that's the game at its peak.
0: I had a game like that last night where um, I wasn't doing badly. I was just like. I was very much um, switching between a lot of the, the survivors. Like I'd hook one and then they get rescued and i hook another. I mean, basically you are to the end of the map and um, all four generators are done. I hadn't killed anybody. But the two guys, there was one guy I was chasing who was kind of just like looping me an area because I caught him at the um, exit, one of the exit gates and the yeah. other one had just been opened. And so I downed them, hooked them at the exit gate and one of the other players was like standing directly behind me and I just hit him and he went straight down. And I was right. like, because uh, he had the, I think it was the vomit stuff on him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, and so there was another hook, like literally right next to the exit gate. Both Both hooks are pretty close. It was basically like exit gate in the middle, hook and hook on each side. So I hooked him. I'm like, I'm just going to stand here. Like, I don't care at this point. Like, I'm... At any other game, I would go and look for the the survivors, but the door is open. Like I heard it go, Yeah. and so there's no point for me leaving because if I leave, I lose two, I lose two uh, survivors, and then the exit gate is right literally there. So I just yeah, stood
1: there. They'll get out.
0: Yeah, they didn't. They weren't salty or anything. Like they knew they fucked up. Like they yeah. shouldn't have been there. So. Those types of games where they're like, yeah, I screwed up. I shouldn't have done that. That's, that's not like my fault for camping the fucking hooks where yep. there's an exit gate. It's like, that's your mistake, not mine. It's not yeah. like I stood in a corner the entire match. If if it was, if I was in a corner somewhere and I'd hooked one of them and then I'd hooked the other one and the two exit gates are on the other side, I'd leave. I'd go to the exit gate like, and yeah. give them a chance to get out. But at that stage, I'm like, I'm not... I'm not leaving. This just doesn't make any sense to me. So, and,
1: and yeah. like my personal uh, position on that is that if you've got three objectives, yeah, right, like, uh, like it's not camping if you are moving between three objectives. Hmm. That's my position on it. And so, if they have accidentally uh, put left the last three generators sitting next to each other, or two of them are hooked next to the fucking exit gate or like something like that or you know three of them are hooked in the fucking basement it's it's not camping that is literally three objectives that you are fucking running about I'm not going to fucking sit in the fucking basement right but like (laughs) I'm not going to fucking leave it either because I know they're fucking going like the fourth person is either doing fucking generators and they're done and they can do it alone or they're going to go into the fucking basement and i will fucking wrap this shit up but that's like at that point they shouldn't have been in the fucking basement right like how did you catch three people in the fucking basement if they weren't already in the basement nobody's fucking walking three people down there unless they're no. all all over it in the first place so yeah uh no i 100 I percent agree uh, mm. I don't think you. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that they weren't salty about it as well. Like there has to be an element of accepting your own failures in Dead by Daylight because otherwise, uh, like you know, there, there's no success without failure, right? And you can't have the extreme uh, highs of the narrow escape. If you mm. never have the extreme lows of the bitter, uh, yeah, goof. The, the fucked up mistake, you know? Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's good to know that, yeah, because you do get a lot of salty cunts. I haven't
0: had any since I started playing again, I don't oh, think. Oh, really? Um, cool. Yeah, which is good. Like, no shade thrown at me or like why did you do that or anything like that generally it's gg's and then sometimes they'll talk amongst themselves whatever I'm like oh we should have done this so that sort of thing but yeah for me it's the when I'm a survivor and I'm I'm playing in that rank 17 yeah. 16 and working my way up that's mm-hmm. when I'm getting a bit um frustrated being right. like why did you unhook me like the killer was literally right next to us yeah. and then Cause when I play, if someone if I'm a killer and somebody unhooks somebody, I don't go for the person who was on the hook, I go for the person that unhooked them.
1: Yeah. Because the person who was on the hook has that Don't they they've got that perk that makes them invincible for a little bit, right?
0: I think that's only um I think
1: that's a I think that's a skill someone has.
0: I don't know. Maybe maybe you're right. I, I can't In I my experience
1: in my experience, I don't kill them. Yeah. I don't hit the person who just got off the fucking hook because. Well,
0: neither do I. So I don't actually know about invincible. that. <laughs> yeah. I know that perk is there, but I don't actually know because right. I don't do it. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. You could be right. Anyway. I don't know. That's um, Dead by Daylight. out on pretty much everything. It's on sale right now. If you want to go check it out, um, yep. you can pick up a bunch of killers for, for pretty cheap and. Yep. I think they've even got a pack going at the moment where you can just kind of buy the pack and unlock a bunch of killers and, and survivors and that sort of thing. Nice. It's got a very strong community as well because it's crossplay, And so there's generally people playing all the time. <laughs> like, I yeah. I never struggle to get games going. Yeah. Um, I, which is I,
1: good. We should definitely play.
0: Yep. Um, should we talk about...
1: Huh? What are you eating? Nothing. What? Just some snacks. What all right? snacks? What are you eating? I just want to know. Just some snacks. Is that cool with you? What is it? Just tell me what it is. Why are you being fucking evasive? Why invasive? does it matter? Just, it didn't matter before. Snacks. It was just a general... Oh my fucking God. He's eating Skittles. You are kidding. Where are the fucking spaghetti Skittles? Where's the spaghetti Skittles, Luke? I don't know what you're talking about. He literally is eating skittles, <laughs> and he's been claiming he can't get skittles. Where, are my, where's my fucking sk- spaghetti? You skittles? should look at this bag. It looks it's a one point five kilo oh my bag. Fucking god, it's an American bag of skittles. That is a that is a fucking. Do they only sell that at Halloween, or is that like the kids' size at Halloween? And like, no, that's just a normal bag. They bust out the forty-five kilo bag for <laughs> Halloween or some shit. That's the problem
0: when I order stuff on Amazon. I'm like, I don't know how big that is. Like, what the fuck is 54 ounces? All right, I'll just... <laughs> it's six bucks. And I'm like, cool, I'll order that. And it shows, I'm like, that's a big bag.
1: There's a lot of Skittles. What am I going to do with all those
0: Skittles? Make some um,
1: spaghetti is what you're going to
0: do. We already talked about this.
1: Fuck off we did. <laughs> Fucking hell.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's Halloween. So we're talking about uh ghost games.
1: Horror. Never I've never taken part in, in Halloween uh as a kid. Never went trick or treating. Uh my yeah, parents no, were convinced were. that there were gonna be razor blades in apples or some shit. So uh yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. my oh, parents right? were on top
0: of that trend, weren't they? With the whole Yeah. The whole needles in fucking strawberry
1: stinks. Exactly. Yeah. they were all over it. Like, oh, all right. Like, it's, that's two indignities. First of all, I like get an apple for Halloween. I thought it was supposed mm. to be fucking candies. And second of all, a razor blade. Well, that sucks. I mean, I don't know who's like fucking biting in so gung-ho into an apple that they can't like recognize that they might be biting into a razor blade, but... That's why you cut your fruit up. That is why you cut your fruit up. Anyway, Phasmophobia. Uh, I didn't like this game, <laughs> but but I think it might have been we may have goofed we may have goofed on this one, eh? Um, so it's a first-person horror game where you're a ghost hunter, hunter in the yeah. in the in the in the like uh, um, history channel sense of the term. Not in the Ghostbusters sense of the term, but in the reality TV sense where you go into fucking houses and you find evidence of ghosts. And that's yep. about it. And uh, it's multiplayer. It's VR. It's cross-play between VR and regular. And... Mm-hmm. It's in early access. It's in early access <laughs> and... I don't get it at all. I do not get the appeal. I mean... Yeah. I... Uh, <clears throat> so... I think the clue... Right? That we might have been fucking up. So we played this. It was you, me, and Nate. And uh, you and I were playing in VR. I was playing in teleport mode because I didn't want to vomit. And... Uh, and Nate was playing in regular mode, I guess. And Mouse and keyboard. yeah, Mouse and keyboard, yes. And yeah I mean apart from the fact that it took us fucking ages to actually get into a game together um, and we skipped the tutorial which may have been a mistake but
0: (laughs) you skipped the tutorial I was doing it and you were like oh we don't need it we
1: don't need it (laughs) I didn't say you don't need it alright it wasn't working for me (laughs) and all I said was you didn't have to do it all I said was you can escape and it won't make you do the tutorial again and you were like, oh well, that's good enough for me, I'm out. Um So We went into this house. Uh I think we may have like ramped up the difficulty a bit quick as well. I don't know. I don't think we were supposed to be fighting some killer ghost from the outset. I think it was like I think you're supposed to sort of build your way up from like peaceful ghosts all the way mm. up to like axe murderer ghosts and we started off by skipping the tutorial and then taking we went straight to dark souls mode yeah exactly (laughs) um so yeah challenging i suppose but uh yeah we just sort of like fucking went into this house we were goofing about we didn't we clearly didn't take enough uh resources we had one torch (laughs) between (laughs) the three of us Oh, no, we had one regular torch and one blacklight torch to see all of uh, Luke's spooge everywhere. And uh, I didn't have a torch. Uh, We used up three of the fucking... We're supposed to take a photo of this ghost, but we used up three of the shots on the camera. Like before we even left the van, you only only have five. You can only use it. We were just taking
2: photos
0: and shit. Yeah, and
1: then we're like, and
0: then we got halfway through them. We're like, oh, there's a counter on this thing. I only think we've got three left. Yeah, (laughs) we were like taking selfies and VR and things.
1: Yeah, we uh, may may have fucked up.
0: Um, I think there was an EMF reader in the van that we took. Uh, oh
1: yeah, yeah, you yeah, you took that. Um Yeah. I had I had the video camera, but I okay. thought it was a regular camera, and so I just kept like turning it on and then leaving it, and that was about it. Um I had no idea how to use it. Uh what else? I had something else, but I can't remember what it was. Anyway, first of all, our first mistake, right, was we were playing on Discord when you start off with the game it tells you that you need to set up like Windows voice recognition hmm. and on doing some f- further reading it turns it seems like it uses that Windows voice recognition for a bunch of stuff it's not just like you can call out to the ghost you can say its name and it will recognize that and you can ask it like rudimentary questions, questions and stuff yeah but a- Upon further reading, it it seems like it might actually read like, like broadly read tone and stuff, and mm. it might use that tone to ramp up uh, the like read the mood of the room and then ramp things up a bit and like uh, if we're yelling at each other. Yeah, it might like that's when it starts to be a bit scarier and stuff, mm. and uh, but we were entirely on Discord. And I think uh, it, it's only reading when you're inputting via the walkie-talkie.
0: Right, because when because when I was in the options and I went test audio or whatever, you just kind of click the button. It says read this, and then you read it, and it came up and said it's working. So that I just kind of assumed that yeah, it's working. <laughs> that's what I
1: thought as well. But no, I think it's only transmitting when you're transmitting or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I got based on my reading. And so, yeah, I think we missed a couple of tricks. We did not... Dear listener, we did not give Phasmophobia the best run for our money uh, yeah. in that we skipped the tutorial. Yes, my it, it didn't
0: help that Nate didn't look at any of the buttons and didn't I, know
1: how to interact with anything at all. No, that that is true. That, that was... Yeah. Um, that was worse than... Like, I guess... At least in VR it was semi intuitive. Why would they put a basketball and a basketball hoop in a game where you can't throw anything? That's pretty weird. You can't mm. throw for shit in that game. Uh it's odd. I was dunking all over your ass though. Like I had <laughs> But you, you were fucking, cheating as a basketball game, I had you <laughs> fucking slapped.
0: Somehow it's a better basketball game than it's supposed to be. <laughs> Um but you're, you're kind of given uh, like objectives to do. And I think the main one is to sort of like identify what type of ghost it is. And you do that by taking all of these tools and and gadgets that you've got uh, with you. And so you've got this book and then, because we never got to this point <laughs> really, but you, you start collecting evidence and then you put it in the book like, oh, I collected that this room is cold. um or like the EMF reader went off in this room or interacted with this thing. And, uh, and that's how you identify what type of ghost it is. But we, I think the one that we had was like, take a picture of dirty water. And so we were just hanging in the kitchen, just taking fucking photos and being like, is this dirty water? Like, I can't really see in (laughs) the sink. Someone bring the flashlight over and like holding the, the torch above the sink and being like, is that dirty water? I don't know. And it's like, oh, well, I don't know. We'll, We'll kind of see what happens. Uh, And I guess at that stage, when we were all in the kitchen, that's when things started to de-escalate very quickly. Or escalate very quickly.
1: Yeah. Uh, Who died first again? Me. I died first, somehow. Yeah, Yeah, you just... What was weird about it, right, was, A, you guys saw the ghost. I didn't see the ghost until it killed Nate. You guys saw the ghost way before me. I was just Mm -hmm. sort of standing around doing fucking, I don't know, right? Like trying to work out how to get this fucking camera to take a photo. I'm like, well, we could take a photo if I could just get this thing to take fucking photos. It's a video camera. It's never going to take photos, apparently. Anyway. Uh, so I'm just farting about with this. And you guys are like, oh, there's a ghost. I legitimately thought you guys were fucking with me. Like 100% <laughs> thought you guys were fucking with me. Um, and then, cause I'd gone upstairs, right? And I was like, Blah blah blah. I found some keys or some shit, and then you, yeah, you guys are like, oh oh no, there's a ghost. Oh yeah, right. And then you're like, oh I'm dead. Oh no, I'm dead. I'm like fucking whatever. There's no way. Like this is the first level of the game. You didn't die to a fucking ghost. And then I come downstairs and there's your corpse like sprawled across the fucking kitchen. I'm like, what is going on?
0: <laughs> and Nate's got like a knife in his hand and he's standing in <laughs> <at> my body. <laughs>
1: like I don't fucking uh, what's happened in here it was pretty pretty odd but uh yeah I was uh I was very confused eventually uh Nate died uh and then I got attacked by a ghost and I fucking stabbed it as far as I could tell I stabbed that ghost and it left me alone because it came for me right it, did the, it played on the piano, and then it came at me, and I just, like, fucking waggled my fucking knife at it, and it just disappeared, and it never came back again. We played for, like, another ten minutes after that of me trying to work out how the fuck to do anything, and it never came back. Yeah. I killed a ghost. Like, it's a hmm. game where you're just supposed to hunt ghosts, but I fucking vanquished that shit. Ghost killer. Yeah, fuck yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, And when you die, you go into, like, I guess you're a ghost or something. But, like, Nate and I could walk around. And it sort of, like, turns you into this, like, the entire room into this visual style that's very bright and white lights. And you can see a lot further and and, uh, that sort of thing. So we could see you and you couldn't see us, but I could see Nate. So the two dead people could see each other. And so we were just kind of walking around throwing things at your face and touching you and that sort of thing. Um, But uh, for whatever reason, I couldn't walk through doors that were shut, but Nate could. um, And I couldn't see doors that were shut. They just looked open to me. So I would walk to something in VR and be like, oh, I can't go through this. So I'd ask you to open the door for me. And then it's like, (laughs) oh, I can walk through this. Meanwhile, Nate is like walking in and out of the room being like, I can walk through it. Fine. There's nothing wrong here. Uh, So that was a bit janky um, but yeah it is an early access I feel like that's the type of game where we need to play with somebody that knows what they're doing in order to guide us be like, hey, you need to do this and you need to do that because
1: we could just do the the tutorial, tutorial. yeah <laughs> we could give that a try yeah. um if I were to play it again and I do want to play it again, but if I were to play it again, I would not in VR I think because uh, it, it, it didn't make me feel very good I'd stop playing hmm. uh, I think there's not enough visual fidelity uh, yeah. and so by the time of, at the end of our session I was just feeling quite nauseous
0: yeah there's something about it in VR because even I was, um, I was sitting down at first hmm. and that didn't really work because it made me smaller um,
1: yeah, yeah, that was But cool. there's no
0: setting in the game that's like, "Hey, you're, you can play this sitting," and so like it'll just for you. So I was playing sitting, and my height was all over the place. So I've, I switched to standing, um, like locomotion, which means that you're pressing forward on the stick and you'll move forward. Whereas you were playing with teleport, where you press forward and it teleports you yeah. to a spot. It, it um, people sort of. I guess adjusts differently to depending on movement in, in those types of VR games. But even for me in that locomotion was still a bit like, Oh, this feels strange. Like something's not, I don't know if it's as sharp as like as quick as it's supposed to be or what's going on. But even to me, it felt a bit like uh, I might fall over at some stage because it's not, (laughs) it ain't feeling that great. Um, So yeah, there's something going on there, but again, like early access game, they might change it. It might get better. Um, but I, I, I feel like, yeah, it's the thing where we, we need someone to show us ropes. Or like, hey, this is what you need. Like a guide.
1: A ghost hunter guide. Someone <laughs> to, like, yeah. Like, just because there is there is a tendency for you, me, and Nate to goof about. A fuckton. Mm. Yeah. Uh, when we're hanging out together and so yeah Uh, someone to keep us on on fucking track (laughs) might (laughs) be helpful yep and doing the tutorial but yeah cool yep
0: anything else to say about that
1: Uh, no definitely gonna try it again and uh, please dear listener do not do not take this as uh, our uh, our final review (laughs) Mm. because I'll admit uh, upfront that we did not give it the best fucking run. But, uh, yeah. I didn't get it from what I played. Great.
0: Right. Cool. All right, we can move on. Nah, uh, next I, game. Uh, on the list, we've got a game called Cutter, yep. um, which is a brand new game that's just been released. I played it on the Xbox Game Pass, yep. which... Once again, it's very good. Xbox Game Pass is very good. If you don't have it, check it out. Um, Let's see, it's a top-down puzzle game where you play as a a young girl who is whisked off to this strange island. And uh, you start off, and basically you're in this little square area that you can run rounds in, and you can find pieces of a map And what happens is you pick up a piece of a map and then you press a button and it sort of whisks you off into like an overall view of the actual location you're in, like a a top-down version of the map. And you can take um, the map piece that you've got and you can place it down somewhere in like around where you are, like a little, um, it's like a puzzle game where you just put pieces down. And the actual map piece could be something like like an area of grass. And so you put that down next to where you're sitting and then you, you can zoom back into you as a little girl and then you walk around into that next area that you've placed down and then you can explore that location. Uh, and then you might find another piece of the map there and you'll pick that up and that's got like some water and a forest. And then you can put that like down in an area where uh, it sort of makes sense. And so the idea is you sort of picking up these map pieces and placing them on the ground Um, but they need to connect and join in the correct way. Like you can't just put uh, a piece of grass like next to a bunch of water because there's no water on that other map piece. It needs to join in a way that makes sense for the map to play out. Um, And so you start building out this map and for instance, at the start, you'll find like a hut and uh, you start exploring and you find a guy to the east of the hut and he's like, oh, you know, my house is to the west of that other hut like can you help me get there and you'll find a piece of land and you put the land next to the hut so the west of the hut and then like that solves the puzzle and then all of a sudden a hut appears in that location and then he thanks you and then you go off there and um walk him over and you start talking to him and he he starts talking about something else like oh there was um something in the very large forest that I that I'm looking for up top and then so you've got to kind of then rearrange your puzzle pieces in order to make a map of a forest that's to the north and then you all of a sudden that solves that puzzle and then so you walk up there and you know then it sort of leads you on and you're you're grabbing all these puzzle pieces of a map and rearranging them to sort of solve all these problems and um like tweaking things and moving them around and like it'll sometimes give you clues as to what it is you need to do. And, and, uh, and that sort of gives you an idea of, all right, well, I need to move these pieces around to form the correct sort of, uh, you know, puzzle solution. And then once I do that, that'll fix that. And I can then move on to the next bit. And so, yeah, it's really, it's a very like cute game. It's, um, very minimalistic art style. It's, uh, it's not really like, it's not, a game where you're going around hunting or killing things, you're kind of just solving puzzles and moving from one area to the not to the next. And it sort of yeah. split up into chapters as well. So I'm thinking I'm about three chapters in at this stage. Um it sort of whisks you off to another location later on and you meet a bunch of new characters and um and like I've just gotten past a bit where it's sort of to change things up a little. Like you go inside of a house and then all of a sudden you can start adjoining parts of the house together and moving them around um, and that sort of thing. And 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 then you like leave the house and that brings you up to a new area. And then you'll find like pieces of a river and they'll tell you the river was running in a certain direction. So then you've got to rearrange this river and rotate the map so that the river is running from like west to east. And yeah, it's just a bunch of like problem solving and moving map pieces around in order to create a new environment and uh it sounds pretty maybe it sounds complicated but once you sort of see it visually like how the game works it's pretty intuitive and simple to get a hold of um in terms of like it's gameplay stuff it's not super difficult at this stage uh Mm -hmm. sometimes it will take you a bit of like pausing and sort of thinking about like what it is they're trying to tell you and uh solving it like it's not necessarily them building you up of like hey this is like the this is how you do this very basic thing and the next thing is like all right this is that sort of same thing again but we're gonna put a bit of twist on it. Sometimes i will give you a clue to something and you've sort of just gotta sit there and think of it about it like a riddle and uh and solve it that way, which is um you know it's not as handholdy as what I thought it was going to be. But at the same time you can still play around with the map that you've got pretty liberally so that eventually you'll kind of get to what the solution is that they're trying to ask you to do. Um, and I'm sure that there are more than you know one way to solve this puzzle um, just by the sort of layout. Like the way that I solve this particular map is not going to be the same way that you do it because your map pieces could be in a different setting uh, or a different position on, on, on where things are in their environment.
1: Different original layout.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I I don't really know how much more complicated it is going to get. Like I said, I've only played the first like three chapters at this stage. I don't know how long it is. Um, But yeah, it seems like a fun little game. Like I said, it's out on um, Xbox Game Pass. If you've got Xbox Game Pass, you can check out on that. Otherwise, it's pretty much available on on anything at this stage. Um, uh, PlayStation, uh, Xbox uh switch it's on steam right now 10 percent off it's uh i think it's about 20 bucks at this stage something like that uh, i don't know yeah like i said i don't know how how long it is like how much right how much of a game it goes into but yeah it seems like a fun game um it was one of those games that was showed off in like an xbox uh game showcase that was getting a bit of buzz but that is pretty much all i've got to say about it at this stage it, it seems like a cool little fun game
1: it was uh, it was one of the demos that I played back when uh, Spring Festival kicked off on Steam, right. yeah. But uh, the remapping of controls is so fucking obtuse that right. I abandoned immediately. So,
0: remap? Why'd you remap the controls?
1: Oh, on the keyboard it was bound to like oh. fucking the arrow keys and like X and C or some shit. I'm like, uh, no, right. I don't think I will. And then I couldn't work out if I fucking change that. So I like, I just, oh no, it was like rotating map pieces was like WASD and, and moving around was directional pad. I'm like, I just don't want to do this fucking this shit. Mm. Yeah. Um, That yeah. sounds
0: like somewhere where you should have used your Xbox controller.
1: <laughs> it, it does. <laughs> yeah, um, I use my Xbox controller. Nah, smart. Smart. Anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, it's it's a game that I sort of put on and was playing while I was listening to some podcasts. Like, you don't, yeah, you don't really like you can have the music playing in the background, and it's all text based um, conversations and very minimal sort of conversations. So, you don't have to be fully engaged in any of that stuff. You can sort of have something on the background, and yeah, that's kind of what I was doing. But, nice. like I said, it, it seems pretty neat. So, that's that. Cuto available now on pretty much. Everything checked out. What else we got?
1: Uh, what's up next? Uh, let's do Apex Legends. Okay. I fake you out. Luke Luke puts timestamps on when we're going to talk yep. about stuff, and I fucking boomed his ass. Um, I got to play a little bit of Apex Legends season seven yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh so season seven is just around the corner. Uh Apex Legends obviously EA's uh and, and respawns. Um Titanfall uh world battle royale. Uh season seven introduces a brand new map uh, a new character and just you know tweak things up a bit a vehicle you can like ride in a vehicle now I didn't get to ride in a vehicle um but yeah basically it's 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 changing things up again um so we uh, we had a presentation about you know what's to come um, the respawn team were there talking through it all uh I got the feeling based on the fact that the North American and European uh, previous sessions were today. And my session was yesterday. I got the feeling that um, we may have been treated to the uh, dress rehearsal version of it. Because, uh, yeah, everyone was reading directly off screens. And Mm. uh, they definitely didn't know what they were talking about. It seemed like it was the first time they'd ever seen their scripts... Uh, but it doesn't really... Play. It didn't really impact anything. It just made it feel like... Like, when you see that sort of stuff happen... It always feels hmm. like... Probably could have just sent me a fucking email. If, like... If they're just reading off a screen... I probably could have just re- read this off a screen. Um, so, like... Yeah. When, like... There's... It's, it's tricky, right? Because in, in the back of your mind... Even when it's well well rehearsed and well presented and all that kind of stuff, in the back of your mind you know they're going based on a script most of the time, unless they are any pitch. They're going on a script, and they're just you know talking about all the, all the key talking points and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, when when it's not uh, when it's so blatant, it's just a bit distracting. I guess uh, I just yeah I just can't it makes it more difficult for me to pay attention because all I all I think about is like, well, yeah, I don't know, why am I putting in more effort than apparently they did, you know? Hmm. So, fuck it. So I didn't pay all that much attention. Instead, what I did did, did you at least get slides? Uh, well, I just I recorded. It. I can't like share it with anyone, but I just recorded the fucking preso. So I can yeah. go back and reference it whenever I want, as opposed to paying all that much attention. Um, and instead, what I did was uh, drew Doctor E three Money was giving me some shit, so I went down a rabbit hole of finding. Have you heard? I, I hope you've heard it now. Gilbert Gottfried's version of uh, uh, who is it? Fucking Cardi B and me and the stallion, these stallions. WAP Gilbert Gottfried's version is phenomenal one of the funniest things I've ever fucking seen in my life he reads the lyrics someone paid him on Cameo to read the lyrics to Wet Ass Pussy and then someone got that and like remixed it into the actual song and it's like Gilbert Gottfried's voice reading out the lyrics yep Get a mop and a bucket for this wet-ass pussy. And you're like, oh my fucking God. This is the best thing. Like, obviously, I'm not Gilbert Godfrey. Go and listen to his version. It's the best. Mm. The best. I love it to pieces. Uh, It kills me. So anyway, that's what I was doing instead of paying attention to this presentation. Um, And then we got in to play the game. Um, We're playing with all of APAC. Uh, so I got teamed up with some, um, some Japanese gentlemen, uh, based on the one word, uh, that they said, uh, which was, I said, uh, do we, uh, do we have voice chat? And they both said, hi, Mm. which I believe is yes in Japanese and then they didn't say anything else for the rest of the fucking game. Um, so, I don't, I don't know. We, we didn't really communicate via, uh, via comms. We were just using pings mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, but yeah, it was me and these guys. Um, they said GG at the end in the text chat for some reason. But uh, yeah, uh, me and these dudes, we landed uh, in the direct center of the map, uh, which I thought was a bold bold play because it took yep. us quite some time to actually find to actually get into a game it took us a significant amount of time to get into a game but once we got in uh yeah they were like well we're fucking hot dropping they took us directly to the center surprisingly nobody else came with us hmm. so we had the center of the map all to ourselves we rolled around geared up I like walked out of there with a fucking purple evo shield right from the fucking get go um and yeah with like everything was looking pretty good uh we ran in like we jumped some some motherfuckers uh blacked them it was then that i found out uh that i worked out in like specifically that we were playing on japanese servers and i had about 160 ping uh it was extremely difficult to hit people uh and then you you probably have this right because you play on our servers sometimes Mm-hmm. Um, do you over adjust for ping over adjust to lead for ping?
0: Like I'm shooting a, people. No, no, no. no if, I, if I'm using a sniper rifle, maybe.
1: Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah. So I had, uh, I had a, um, a prowler SMG and a sniper rifle. And yeah, with the sniper, I just couldn't fucking hit anyone. Cause I just couldn't fucking, I was like, I'd adjust too far in one direction, and then I'd overcorrect in the other direction. I just never found the exact... Yeah, anyway. For me, the biggest thing is the time to kill. Time to kill in Apex, I 100%. Um,
0: Oh, like, even in anything we play, like, the time to kill is just so much... (laughs) Like, I'm I'm apparently still shooting people for a lot longer. I mean, like, oh, they should be dead. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, that was, uh, there was a bit of that in this as well. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, once, like, yeah, with the, I had an R99 for a little while there. The Prowler is still my, probably my favorite SMG in, in, um, in Apex. Uh, the only reason I went to the sniper Rifle is because I died. There's now, so the new map, uh, Horizon is, um, is this big, like futuristic city, uh, like huge area, uh, lots to go through, but it is sort of a cityscape the entire way across. But there are like these giant sections of it where you can just fall to your death, and I didn't realize it. But I fucking why, like, why are there games where you can, why, why are there areas where you are just dead, like if like why it's a fucking future city like first like would they not have railings to stop you like they got like these little ledges that you can fucking jump up with like barely any fucking stopping like wouldn't there be a ledge to stop you to from fucking directly falling to your death or I don't know it's a future city some sort of fucking magic bounce pad The, whatever the fucking hover technology that's keeping the city in the air, why doesn't that surround everything and bounce you back up onto the fucking, like, I don't care if it's got you in a down state or something, like, just, why do I have to fucking, I immediately crater, that's, in a, in a world where, uh, I think the, uh, ability, right, like, I think Warzone has changed how I look. At battle royals, the the instant out shit no longer really works for me, right? I want I want a second chance, right? Like mm. uh, I want the opportunity to make a misstep and then be able to rectify my mistake, as opposed to my only option is to hope. Like in warzone, because someone else got a better gun than you. You, Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, didn't. Or I fucking yeah, I I slipped off the fucking side uh, Mm -hmm. of of a tiny ledge and fell to my death. And now all I like my only option is to sit there and wait. Yeah. For my teammate to maybe get me back in. Fortunately, my teammate did get me back in. Uh, It was it was pretty epic. This like the dude I was playing with was. Pretty fucking good. Uh but like yeah. Was he from He got restaurant? me back in? Hey? <laughs> uh got me back in. But like Yeah, it was just like it was weird. It was it was an odd situation. Because yeah, in, in Warzone, right, you make a mistake and you can if you win your gulag, you're back in. Or like you're incentivized to stay in the game for as long as fucking possible. If you fall off a fucking like these ring, like Horizon's built as like these sets of rings with bridges. Even fucking PUBG is getting rid of bridges, right? And if, and if you don't want to take the bridge, you can swim or take a boat or anything like that. In this, nah, you gotta go find. Like, I just don't understand the fucking design thinking here. Like, it is like the op, they're going in the opposite direction where where other games are trying to give you more opportunities to like yeah to only die to almost only ever die to combat right that's the the idea of a battle royale game is that you die in combat if you're dying to the zone right that is a bad experience right that's a fuck up and every battle royale tweaks that shit constantly they're t- tweaking the speed of the fucking zones. They're tweaking the, the time you've got to loot. All that kind of shit is always being adjusted. And yet, in this one, right, it's like they, they've only considered dying to the zone as the bad experience. But dying to the fucking map is also an awful fucking experience. And I don't understand why it exists. Nevertheless, I my, my teammate got me back in from my, like, half a misstep. Um, and I managed to, like grab some decent gear I mean I, I got like a blue evo but I belted it up to a purple again um with some you know in combat we wound up coming second we probably could have come first I was like yelling at my teammate uh comms to not go in uh there were like three teams left uh I couldn't work out how many there were exactly but it was me and my teammate our third hadn't made it Uh, and there's another team and another team. We had great circle position, like fantastic. We had like lots of hard cover. We had a direct out. Uh, We had a giant, like we were on one side of a fucking bridge and we could wait for them like to come in our direction or if it moved, if the circle was like even a bad circle for us, we could still very easily get more, like, great positioning. And so I'm yelling at my fucking teammate, but clearly he didn't understand uh, that all we had to do was stay stay put. And I had this... I picked up this sniper rifle off a dead body uh, and s- started sniping. And my teammate ran in. Ran across the fucking bridge over to the other team. And mm. then he got third-partied. And I managed to kill the... Like, I, I killed the third party uh and like as that third party killed my teammate uh there was only one person in, in the team that came third uh and so it was me versus a team of three who literally didn't have to do anything they would have had to fight the other guy and we could have fucking sniped him forever uh but yeah my teammate like very very mechanically talented but you see it all the time. Just no fucking awareness. No situational awareness. No concept yeah. of fucking like basic strategy. And so we lost. We we should have come first. But oh, what are you going to do? We had four, four kills as a team. It was two for me and two for the other guy. And the dude who came third died like twice or something. Um, and yeah, we came second. And mm-hmm. that was about the best we could do. I did not get into another game because there were not enough players. So, uh, I don't know. Like, I think it's a, I think it's a good map, but I think they need to re, uh, like to, they need to look into their relationship with accidental death, because it shouldn't exist like that. It should have bounced me back up. I, I've, I've, I realize this is a lot of whinging about me killing myself, right? But it shouldn't yeah. happen, right? That's not, that's not something that's, it's not something that should happen in a fucking battle royale. It it doesn't, there's no, I don't see any fucking reasoning for it, right? As far as I'm aware, I, I didn't even like step off the fucking ledge. So like, yeah, it it shouldn't, there, there shouldn't be hard fucking fail situation scenarios where you die to the fucking map at all because yeah. uh, at least in
0: those other battle royals you're getting some sort of warning generally if it's environmental right death. like exactly. if you're going out of bounds uh in in Warzone, or if you're i don't know drowning, drowning in yeah. uh pub whereas in apex it's always been you've fallen off the map now you're dead yeah <laughs> that's it like there's a hole here and you're going across the zip line and that's it now you're dead sorry
1: yeah yeah exactly and uh, it's just weird man yeah mm. I, I don't know uh played as the new character yeah. um she's got some interesting powers she like throws down this like jump pad type thing uh it's it it's actually reminds me of octane's like alt, but it's a little bit like smaller in its range mm-hmm. um. And then I guess the it's like some sort her- of vortex thing, right? Yeah, it sort of like just bounces you up, but you can use it to bounce other people. It's a, I think I find it's it's a lot more efficient against um. other people than it is. Uh, no, no, you're, you're thinking her alts is like a black hole that grabs people and holds them. Uh, yeah, and that yeah, that's is I saw. Um, that is pretty powerful uh, as a like. As a holding tool. Uh, I used that, but I mostly used it as a, like, a escape. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, other other people were chasing me and I'd fucking black hole them and just fucking run. Uh, because, I don't know, it, it was... We had one guy on our team who was very clearly not very good. And so we were not going into these uh, encounters... Yeah. evenly matched most of the time so we had can to they shoot while they're in this hole or yeah. uh i think them? they can it seemed like they could shoot um you can definitely shoot them uh yeah you'd like the fuck out of them but uh yeah like um she, like she seems she seems pretty good in my opinion um but i don't, I don't know I, I don't know about the I don't know about the, the hero thing anymore I kind of like everyone being on an even footing from the outset type thing you know mm-hmm. um, but that could just be like yeah I've got like a bias against you know I've got my uh, my bias towards Warzone now type thing you know I, I I think I've I've chosen a team yeah I don't know until they screw and, you over Until they screw (laughs) me over. Until they fucking dick it up with Cold War. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I'm just... I'm watching the video back and... Yeah. I have... uh, The difference between on the ledge and off the ledge is... heinous in this video. Mm. It is extremely aggravating. And for that to be instant death is just so dumb I just stopped fucking watching it I'm getting uh, aggravated um but yeah anyway um Apex yeah it's uh I think season 7 does like uh, a lot of good things I I think they're doing a a great job with uh re-engaging people with this new map I think it's a really like nicely like artistically pleasing map but uh yeah, yeah I uh I just have, yeah, like a very bright, colorful
0: thing, right? Because it's going like, back to the greens and blues and super
1: clean. Mm. But it's yeah, it's really pretty, futuristic, yeah. great design. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess you know to some extent, I'm, I'm always going to have a bit of a issue uh, with the pacing now. Uh, because it feels slower than Warzone, Slow, but yeah. it feels like it should be faster and that kind of stuff. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm, I think if you haven't noticed, I'm pretty obviously biased towards, like, you wind up picking your favorite battle royale, right? And I think it's pretty clear at this point that my favorite yeah. battle royale is Warzone. My favorite battle royale of the moment is Warzone anyway. Yeah. Uh, but yeah.
0: Um, did they talk about how they're doing the like map rotations? Are they just sort of sticking with the...
1: It appears it's just going to be the new ones for rotating? at least a while. Mm. Uh, and then, yeah, I think they're doing, they're doing like a LTE to introduce players to the new map. Um, like a limited time event that like gets you, gets you back into the new map and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then it will... I think once that LTE goes away because that's got like faster zones to encourage you to like move around the map and, and learn more of it a bit faster and find vehicles and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. but yeah, uh, I think once that goes away, they'll, they'll shift to, um, a, a full rotation, but I'd have yep. to go back and listen to the thing that I was instead listening to Gilbert Gottfried. So, whoops. My bad. Nice. Good times. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, I got exactly one game. Three hours, one game. Good times. That sounds like, um, I don't know, like PUBG results. <laughs> if oh they'd God, put bots into this, then I might have, uh, might have been got right. more games. Yeah. Hmm.
0: All right. Fair enough.
1: Yeah. What else yeah. you got here? Destiny 2 so uh Beyond Light is just around the corner and uh, I've been commissioned to do some work uh around Beyond Light and so I've been checking out Destiny 2 in the lead up so I could get reacquainted with the game uh doing my you know due diligence uh and yeah uh fuck this. There are some objectively great parts of Destiny 2, and there are some fucking awful bits, and I just don't understand how they're in the same game. I guess, you know, games are... Especially a game like Destiny 2 is a huge endeavor and uh, requires uh, a lot of input from a lot of people, and so it's uh, possible that the people who make all the terrible decisions never wind up talking to the people who make the really good decisions, but... Mm holy shit I wish they would talk because fucking hell some of the shit that happens in this game is just ugh what are you doing? Uh, I hate I hate the PvP in this game. Uh, I was awful at it for a long time but I finally reached a point uh, in the game where I can actually pick and choose what guns I've got as opposed to just using whatever gives me the most light power. Um, And so now I've got some good guns I can black cunts with the rest of them but there's, they've they've just, I mean, yeah, the amount of times I was complaining about Black Ops Cold War the other week, our uh, in the in the beta, it put me in club into a game that was just finishing, and hmm. uh, just tacked one on to our win win loss ratio in the negative column. I've had that happen like four times in Destiny, hmm. where I, I get dumped into a game, uh, at the point of no return. Uh, in a situation where victory is literally impossible, where it's me and like two other people against a full team of six and we just get fucking dicked on for the next like three minutes until that shithole map finishes. And it's just like, well, okay, cool. I guess I deserve that. You try and get any kills, but you can't like Destiny's a game where nobody wins fucking two V ones. Uh unless they're supered up. Uh the times of to kills too long. Um, so you, yeah, you just and, and half the time the auto aim shits the bed as soon as there's more than one target on the screen, it just sort of mm. fucking loses its mind and can't fucking acquire a target correctly. Uh um, so you're playing on console? Yeah, I'm playing on Xbox. Um it seems like they're they're doing some exclusive content on Xbox for Beyond Light. So uh And I'll be looking into that. So, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm playing on Xbox, uh, which is challenging because, uh, obviously I would be, I would have fewer of these issues if I was on fucking PC. I still think it'd be a a big challenge to win 2v1s on PC, but it would certainly be more viable if you weren't beholden to the, uh, the impact of auto-aim. Um, yeah, anyway. I can I, I can black cards for fucking days, though, now that I've got guns that I actually like. Uh, I had this had this quest where I needed, like, a positive KD ratio. Uh, anytime I got a kill, it would add a point to this quest. And anytime I got killed, it would remove a point. Uh, and I went... I must have... You just sort of do daily Crucible quests. Uh, crucible is the PvP section. You do them because eventually over the course of the week, a week, you get like high quality gear um, if you complete like eight of them. And uh, so I was doing that shit and I was <coughs> at like zero. I'd like go into, go into games and I'd be lucky to get one kill because apparently it's skill-based matchmaking. That, uh, I don't know. Maybe, the, maybe rumors, maybe my reputation precedes me or something because I was getting put into games with, like... Legitimately, I was getting put into games against, like, full six-stacked clan guys running fucking strats and shit while me mm. and the five merry fucktards on my team are <laughs> running around at random doing our best to live for fucking four seconds. But every time we turn a corner, there'd be four guys moving in SWAT formation, fucking ruining us. Like, (laughs) I'm like, how? I was, like, I've seen people complain about skill-based matchmaking in this game. How the fuck did that just happen? Why am I up against these guys? These guys are going, these guys are going fucking MLG and shit. And me and (laughs) my guy, I look at my team and it's the fucking, like, the start of the longest yard or some shit. Like, I'm Adam Sandler and all I've got is fucking... What's his face, Rob Schneider or some shit? Yeah, and they're pulling out the flying V on you, and you're like, what am we yeah, supposed exactly. to do? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. What, what are we, we going to do here? Um, Yeah, so anyway, like, like that, that happens a lot. Like I get put into games against full stacks, even though, in my opinion, full stacks should probably have to play against other full stacks. I don't know. I don't know. That's a revolutionary idea. Um, so yeah, I see that quite a bit. Uh, but now that I get to pick my own guns... Yeah, I would win my one-on-ones. I would say I win my one-on-ones every single time I have one-on-one. Unless mm-hmm. uh, unless they're like... Somehow caught me off guard around a corner and they've got a shotgun. Shotguns in that game are stupid as fuck. Uh, they are... One-hit machines. Um, and everyone who runs them has like this... the The Crucible has no... Like, has leveling disadvantages or leveling advantages disabled? I guess I should say. Uh, Which means that the difference between your light and my light doesn't matter. Like, you could start playing Crucible at at light level 750 and it wouldn't matter. Uh, You would, like, the only thing that would matter is your guns. Which I guess is sort of how it works in, in Call of Duty, right? Like, you're going to Call of Duty and you've only got the shit... The, the garbage that they give you, although invariably it's usually some halfway decent stuff in the initial loadouts. Um, that's what's going on here. Although in Destiny, because it says uh, advantages disabled, there's I think there's a bit of a... Like, you think, oh, well, so this will be an even playing field. It absolutely isn't. Even if you have the exact same loadout as them, it's still not mm-hmm. a, a level playing field because they've got different mods on their guns that allow them to switch them faster or more stability over range or all this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, they roll up different fucking perks on their guns and you've, you're running around with like, Oh yeah, I've grabbed the first in last out shotgun. that the 17 cunts who killed me last time managed to blap me with, and then I go in and try to use it. I'm like, why doesn't it work? Why doesn't it work? And uh, I'll like literally run into a dude with the first in last hour shotgun and we'll be the same distance away and I will shoot him first and then he will shoot me second and I will die. And I'm like, something about this doesn't add up. And i go fucking dig deep into why the fuck the game works the way it does. And then it's called like, there's a Reddit community called like Crucible Handbook or some shit. And you go digging through that and everyone's like, oh, you know, not every gun's created equal. I'm like, well, that I, I think I've been fucking tricked here because that's basically <laughs> what it said. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, you go in a fucking... Now I can win most of my fucking... Well, yeah, I would win way more than half of my fucking 50-50s. Uh, now I've got good guns. Uh, and, yeah, I find that I can do pretty well... In, uh, in the Crucible, however, the people who play Crucible apparently just do whatever the fuck they want. I was posting on our Discord channel in the Gap uh, yesterday, uh, I had two games in a row where the best players or the, the players with the highest, like, I don't know, ranked highest on my team had zero captures. I exclusively play control, except when a quest tells me I have to play something else. I uh, exclusively play control because if I'm playing a fucking shooter, uh, I'm playing domination and control is just domination. And yeah, I would have, I, every single time I have the most caps on my team and where we lose, we lose. And the person with the most damage and kills and clearly is the best player on our team, Has zero caps, like none. They don't even try, like, the scoreboard screenshot doesn't show this, right? It's not reflected in some numbers, but you can literally watch them run away. Like, they will kill everyone on site and then they just run away without capping. Not putting together that they would get more points if they just fucking. And then, like, it makes me wonder what I'm missing. Like, what are they doing? Like, is this... Have they got, like, a quest where they need to kill, like, 40 cunts or something? Right? And... Or is there a quest where they lose points for capping spaces or something? Right? Like, is there is there some quest, some exotic quest where... Oh, never play the fucking objective because that'll get you in trouble or something. Like, is, is that what I'm missing here? Like, I don't understand. If they... Because in... Uh... In control, right, unlike domination, you actually get more points for your kills when you, like, the more zones you, you capture. So it's yeah. actually, like, it's not a good solution, but it's a halfway decent solution to the common issue of domination, where you are, like, objectively your best strategy is to cap two points and leave the third uncapped, because then you know where they will spawn, and as soon as you cap that third spawn, uh, that cap, that third spot, you don't know where the fuck they'll spawn anymore, right? Yeah. So you, your literal best strategy in Call of Duty for domination is to leave CI Uncapped. In uh, in control in Destiny Two, if you cap all three points, uh, you get triple the the score. So you actually. Tick, tick up a lot faster like each kill is worth more plus mm. uh it gets to a point like it'll just like call the game over it'll be just, it, like it gets to a point where once your score is large enough the deficit is big enough it's just like i'm calling it there the game is over and they will just finish you don't like normally games go to, to 150 points but i've had games that have wrapped up at like 60 because the deficit is that big, they're just like they're just like no, nah, we're done. Uh, yeah, I'm not not bothering anymore. Um, like there, I don't think it's a great solution, but it is a halfway decent solution to the idea of deliberately not capping a third point in uh, in a domination mode. People, but like guys, just don't do it at all. They'll just like no, nah, I'm not going to cap. I'm good. I'm just going to go kill things. I'm playing fucking team deathmatch, apparently. Uh, Despite the fact that we lose. And then you look at the other team and everyone on their team captured fucking points uh, and they won. And you get more fucking Valor, which is your, like, crucible fucking ranking. You get more of that for winning games than you do for losing. It doesn't matter how many fucking kills you got. You get more if you won. Like, flat out. So why the fuck do they not... Oh my god, it is aggravating. I have deliberately not plugged my, my uh, mic in. You can like join a... Each, each, uh, crucible match or a raid or sorry, no, not raid strike or like anytime you're doing groups, st- group stuff, it creates a voice channel that you can actually jump into and you can talk to people and you will see at the start of a crucible match, like it'll be like voice channel created and like everyone will jump in and I'm actively not jumping into it because I'm going to fucking tee off of these cunts. I 100% guarantee it. I'm going to get fucking banned from Xbox live. Uh, for fucking losing my shit at these fucking morons, because I just don't know what the fuck they're doing. I've got no fucking idea. Um, anyway, so I hate PvP. Uh, I am no longer terrible at it. I've played enough of it that I'm fine at it. Um, I don't know why I did. I think because it's the it was the easiest way. There's there's this so. Yeah, I guess this leads in pretty nicely to one of my favorite things. There's this thing called the Haunted Forest that mm-hmm. they've got going on at the moment, and uh, the forest, the the event f- thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but the Infinite Forest is like this sort of uh, randomly, semi-randomly generated um, like level that uh, like it sort of constructs itself on the fly every t- time you play through it. And the Haunted Forest is that, but like Halloween themed. Um, but to get the rewards at the end of a haunted forest run, you need these like keys, these decipher codes or some cipher decoders or some, some shit. I don't know. And so I found that the quickest way for me to get them was, uh, in crucible matches. So I was just playing a shit ton of crucible. Um, and yeah, then I'd go into the haunted forest. I've completed the haunted forest. I've completed all of the all of the achievements related to the haunted forest. Uh, I find that like I think that is a fucking phenomenally made, uh, like the forest concept in in general, uh, procedurally generated and like gradually more difficult. It gets to a point where like I am, he, he, like I should I just shouldn't be there. I just get fucking one shot by everything but I'm still having a fucking ton of fun because like the layout is always different the enemies you come up against like you'll enter a level it'll it'll spawn in the level itself with a random layout and the enemies and then you get to the end of that section and it spawns a new one like once you open the next door, and you need to do like maybe five sections before You've wrapped up and then you go to a boss fight. It teleports you to a boss fight and then you start over again. And it's all like every single time. It's completely different. Everything you're facing is completely different. I think it's just a, it's like high octane. Every single run wraps up in about 20 minutes. Cause you've got literally a 15 minute clock counting down. And the only thing that, that takes up any extra time is like, there's a, the clock doesn't count down in between the levels. Uh, so, after you kill the boss, before you start the next level, you've got a little bit of downtime. And then at the end of the. So, yeah, maybe there's five extra minutes. But otherwise, you've only got 15 fucking minutes to wrap up this run. And it is just, yeah, fucking frantic. It's a lot of fun. Like, I think that it reminds me a lot of um, Rifts. Rifts in um, Diablo. All, All right, right. Yeah. I think I think that's you know I think it's on purpose, but they they have replicated the concepts really fucking well. And mm. yes, yeah, I just have a lot of fun running through those. So I end up like yeah, doing all of that, like knocking out all that shit, and literally playing a game mode I fucking hate to earn uh, more keys. To like to I mean that's I think that's I think that's fundamentally well designed. I mean I wish I didn't have to play a game mode I hate. But if you're gonna do it some way, you may as well do it in like if you're gonna make people play games modes they hate, mm. you may as well give them good fucking rewards. Like and the the best thing about it was that the reward for me wasn't uh the, the loot. It was the fun of playing the game. And I think that is that is what I missed a lot in Destiny. That is what I like that's why I stopped playing Destiny in the first place was that I felt like I was only playing to get the loot because it's a looter looter shooter. But when you, when they come up with ways to incentivize you for the gameplay itself, fucking so good. Like, yeah, the haunted forest makes me wonder again, why more games haven't tried this sort of thing. Why we haven't seen the, the FPS MMO genre kickoff. And there's no question at all, like uh, Destiny has something like 20 million players. There are a lot of people playing fucking Destiny too. It is a yeah. popular fucking game. Um, I think it's like number three, I'm going to say, three, like top five on Steam. Yeah. I'm, I can check that, but it's, uh, it's, it's up there. It's a big fucking game, and yeah, it's popular. It makes sense why it is popular. I'm sure it's a lot of of like eight, right? (laughs) Like that's still fucking huge. Uh, And that's not like that's not accounting for the fact that like, uh, if you play on Xbox at the moment, all all of the uh, expansions are on the Xbox Game Pass, so you get all that extra content for free. Whereas if you only play free to play on Destiny. To at the moment on steam then all you all you get is the base game and all all of that entails which is still a shit ton of content like yeah it just there, there is something about it that makes sense when it is when you're playing it because it's fun uh, i guess it you know that is pretty core to my opinion in, on video games in general is that i want games that are intrinsically motivating as opposed Mm. to extrinsically motivating, which I guess we've talked about a fuck ton, but reiterate for for, uh, our millions of new listeners, intrinsically motivating a game's, like intrinsic motivation is something that that motivates you to play it for the, uh, you're motivated to play for the experience itself. It is, the motivation is encapsulated within itself. Uh, so in video games, intrinsic motivation is you're playing for the fun of it. Extrinsic motivation is when the uh, motivation comes externally. So uh, ex- games, looter shooters, like loot. If you're playing for loot, you're being intr- extrinsically motivated. You're playing for fun, you're playing intrinsically motivated. Mm. The rise of the Battle Royale is that it blends the two pretty seamlessly. Uh, there's a fuck ton of looting. Some people love to just loot in Battle Royals, uh, but there is uh, also a bunch of intrinsic motivation in the gameplay itself. Anyway, yeah, Destiny 2 is at, well truly at its best when it's intrinsically motivating. And mm-hmm. you can see then that the extrinsic motivation stuff is only, like in those scenarios, is only there to serve the intrinsic motivation and yeah i played a uh, played a bunch of strikes played some was rasty um we were just like farting about it. he was helping me do some quests and stuff uh some of the like exotic quests and stuff and like that's a lot of fun as well i mean that's technically extrinsic motivation playing with friends the social aspect is extrinsic but Nevertheless, it's not a. Uh, it doesn't feel like an exploitative one, uh, mm-hmm. unlike looting, um, and yeah, that that works out pretty well. The strikes are still well crafted. They're like tiny little raid scenarios. I have found myself in a couple of situations where I'm like stuck uh, in in strikes where like, I don't get to do anything. I had one mm-hmm. last night. Uh, where I jumped in, just did the strike playlist to auto match make, jumped in and got dumped into a strike that was where they were literally at the last boss. And I finished that game with zero kills because I didn't kill the last boss. Uh, and yeah, like literally by the time, I just didn't do anything. I got a bunch of loot out of it. But like that to me, right? I think there were there are people who would be like, be like fuck yeah like i didn't have to do anything right but that's not i'm not queuing into a fucking queuing into a game to do nothing i'm not like it's just that's yeah it doesn't work for me personally um that's just not why i play games you know so yeah i don't think there should probably be a cutoff point in my opinion where it doesn't put you into a fucking strike if mm. you're already at the last boss i don't know Maybe maybe Destiny players love that shit. I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm a Destiny player now, so I should stop talking about them in the uh, abstract. But yeah, anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I mean, yeah, if you've got Xbox, uh, I wish it was on Game Pass for Windows or Game Pass Ultimate for Windows or whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah. I wish I wish it was there because uh, then yeah, you can play all that shit on PC as well, and I would be. So much better on PC. But uh, yeah, if you've got an Xbox and you've got Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, I think it's a good time to check it out uh, in in the lead up to Beyond Light. It looks like they're making a lot of changes. They're redoing the the base light level. So you don't even have to worry about loot at this point because everything you own will be leveled up to 1050, I believe Racy was saying. Um, So yeah, it doesn't even matter if you're stuck at 750. You just find stuff you like and do stuff you enjoy. Uh, a bunch of stuff. They do something pretty weird in Destiny where they like delete stuff forever. They like fucking shelve it. It's just going away. You'll never be able to do this stuff, which I think is pretty weird for an MMO. I think there is a, I think there is a lot of appeal in the MMO uh, lifespan. You know, I think WoW Classic proves it even. That there is a significant amount of appeal for the ability to go back and experience older content, like content that you might have missed because you came in late or because you didn't play for a little while or whatever, you know, like uh, I I always wanted to check out, you know, people, people have such fucking fond memories about Blackrock Caverns, or whatever. Uh, I want to go back and check out that and have that experience uh but it's difficult to do in in modern wow uh, mm-hmm. you can't do it but it's difficult to do because you level up so fucking fast uh that yeah you'll be like fucking level 65 before you finish the first fucking trash mobs uh in older or whatever like you just fucking you just belt through levels in the lower end now um so you never really get that experience of but you can still at least go back and do it. Like, you yeah. could still go back through those raids and, and have a look at how they did them. And what WoW Classic, I think, proves that, like, they want people want to experience it in the form that they were experiencing it in that moment. Destiny full-blown fucking eats that shit in the ocean and is like, well, none of it existed uh, in this. Like, you just can't fucking play it anymore. It's gone. They won't trouble you anymore. Uh, and so, yeah, there were a bunch of, like, exotic quests and regular quests and stuff going away. I believe they're deleting some of the Crucible maps, which mm-hmm. I think is fucking crazy. Because I feel like I've... Like, I was playing most of these maps when the game first came out. So I don't understand how they're going to... Uh, Like, yeah. I don't know. Fucking... How, how is... Call of Duty outdoing you on fucking maps at this point. Half the time they just fucking redo a version of shipment with a fucking basic fucking palette change, but they're still doing outdoing you on maps because as far as I can tell, you're still playing the same six fucking crucible maps from the fucking get go. Like, it's pretty crazy. The and they're getting rid of some. So that's that's crazy. Well, but anyway, um yeah. If you got Game Pass Ultimate on Xbox, I think it's worth checking out. I wouldn't yep. play the crystal. I fucking would not. I absolutely wouldn't. Don't bother about that fucking quest that I was doing. It leads to dumb shit anyway. Um, uh, yeah, just check out like the haunted forest in particular. You can play that at seven fifty. Uh, you can play so much stuff. Everything scaled to be played almost at, from the get go, which is fucking phenomenal. And uh, that game works really well when it's uh, uh, what's this. I got a good email. Once you're done, I'll I'll tell you. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like... It's just... I don't know. It it makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, The way they've laid out the new player experience. I mean, if you're in it for the fucking story, get the fuck out of here. There's no fucking hope. None of it Mm. makes sense. The only story I give a fuck about in Destiny 2 is uh, anytime Zavala speaks. Uh, Zavala is... um, the concierge dude in um John Wick, uh Lance Reddick. Yeah. Fucking Christian Deville. Phenomenal. Absolutely amazing. Everything he says, the fucking best. I listen to him and then any and someone else starts speaking, I'm like, Skip. Please skip. Go back to Zavala. I don't want I don't care. Go back to Zavala. Alright, here we go. Here's the money. I just need him he should do every voice in the game. But uh yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, you wouldn't. You wouldn't pick it up anyway. Like I've been mm. watching these things, trying to work it out, and uh, yeah, I've been talking to people. They're like, "Oh yeah, uh, let me link you to a video that sums up the law." And they, l- yeah. I got linked to. I'm, I shit you not, Coral, a four-hour-long law video, four hours, and like here you go. This will explain it. I'm like. <laughs> okay, okay, Martin Scorsese. Why don't you fucking calm down and give me the fucking cliff notes? And why don't like, you
0: just play it in fast
1: forward, a two-hour video now? Genius, genius.
0: Double they speed.
1: were like, "This four-hour video is the cliff notes. This is the shortened shit." I'm like, I've got a new, I've got a new solution. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Uh, so yeah don't worry about the lore you'll never pick it up Uh, I don't think there's anything they can do at this point Um, but yeah Uh, outside of that the play experience is Mm. quite new new player friendly in my experience Uh, and yeah I think they they've done a good job with that shit just jump into some strikes crew up with some people and uh, have fun and uh, the other thing is he's got like cross save so if they ever do go and shift it, like, open up Xbox Game Pass Ultimate for Windows to all that shit, you can uh, pretty easily just, like, play your PC version, PC Mm -hmm. save on, or your Xbox save on PC, or vice versa, or whatever the fuck. Uh, It's, it's, like, quite easy to do.
0: Yeah. When I played Destiny 2 um, a couple months back, I grabbed my uh, PlayStation for save and transferred it across to the PC one, um, so that was pretty yeah. simple, pretty yeah. basic. Exactly. All right. Anything else to add? Right. What are you done with that?
1: I don't think so. Yeah, I'm all done.
0: Yeah. What is what, what, what this about? Oh yeah. So while while you were talking, I got an email sent through. Uh, we got a key for Ghost Runner. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, I'm excited to play that because hearing some good things about it. So, I, I guess we'll talk about that one next week. Indeed. Um, I don't know. Did you put a request in for it or you didn't bother? Uh, I didn't yet. No, but I guess I should. I sent you guys a link.
1: <laughs> I know, and I just didn't do it. I've been busy. Okay.
0: Yeah. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> I've also been very busy. I reviewed Watch Dogs Legion this week. Um, for Survivor, Ubisoft sent through some early codes uh, last week, so I've been pretty full on with that one, uh, trying to get that out. So if you want to check out my complete thoughts, uh, you can go to Survivor. Check out my Watchdogs Legion review. Basically, um, this is a, a, I guess, a sequel to Watchdogs and Watchdogs Two. It takes place in like a futuristic London where um a hacking group possibly person called zero day uh launches an attack and a, a bunch of explosions go off across london and um dead sec is to blame dead sex the hacking uh, group that you're affiliated with in watchdogs and watchdogs 2 and also now watchdogs 3 and you're basically sort of like put in charge of rebuilding DeadSec, recruiting new people to go to it, um, trying to liberate London from this military-esque security group that has come in to keep order, um, and at the same time figure out who is actually behind the attack, because it's not DeadSec. Uh, and that's pretty much where the story kicks off. And so w- one of the big I guess things that leading into this game they've been talking about a lot was this um play as anyone type of uh mechanic that they uh, they pretty heavily showed off in that first demo at E3 like last year um and the idea behind it is that anybody out in the world in London you can use your profile tool um similar to the one that was in the first two games you pull up a bunch of information on each person tells you like their name um their occupation uh and, and like a bunch of sort of really in-depth stats in terms of Final what abilities
1: they've got yeah
0: yeah and that sort of stuff and so you can then determine if that is somebody that wants that you feel like would be a uh, beneficial to joining your team um and you can scan everybody in the game. You can scan as far as I'm aware, pretty much everybody that's like walking around the street, and uh, and then decide to to play as that character if you want to. And so that's that's the first thing that they sort of showed off in um, in that first trailer because it was this thing of like, hey, here's a bunch of scanning, and then all of a sudden, like somebody died, and it came up and said you are dead and then it switched to another character and they started playing along and and so that that was seemed to be like a big focus of this game going into it and um the the, the second big one was the permadeath i feel like was the uh was the other thing of like oh anybody in this game that you're controlling can die and if they die you then move on to the next character so there's not necessarily a main character in the game it is a a, like a swath of different people you can sort of switch switch between and um so, sort of like this notion of where like gta had three protagonists you could sort of switch between between at any time very similar concept except you've got like 40 people you can switch between here and they're they've all got different skills and and uh abilities and uh, and that sort of stuff and and so that's kind of in theory what should have happened here Um, but my personal opinion of this game is it's very average it is a super average game I did not have (laughs) a lot of fun playing it and I think the, the main sort of reason behind that is that once you kind of see the trick that the game is doing that is where you start to lose a lot of focus on on it and realize that it is a trick and that it's not as deep as what it could be and is um yeah and then i think from there it just completely starts to fall apart so i guess the first time because you talked about it a couple uh, months back um and again in preview sessions it's very hard because you get a couple hours to play something and you don't you don't get to play the 25 hours that I played something, right? It's a very different experience. So you see things in this small snippet of like a very controlled environment that developers want to show you. Um, And then when you get out there and you start playing it properly, you're like, oh, okay, I see how this is working. Um, And that's kind of the thing. So yeah, they can, once you understand the trick, it sort of is like, oh, well, that's not as impressive as what we thought it was going to be. And the trick is that everybody in the world is a playable character, but you don't want to play as them because there's no point in playing as them. Um, Special abilities are things like... um, Let's... Like, super basic is, like, this person will get a store discount at the clothing store. All right. Okay. That's no good. And the Mm -hmm. next person will be, like, um, extra melee damage. And then the next one is like something just as silly, like these really silly, non-interesting or amusing abilities. And that is the majority of people that are out there in the world. Occasionally you'll come across someone that's got like a second ability or a third ability. Um, and then you start seeing these sort of like archetypes of construction workers and uh, paramedics um, police officers uh, and that sort of thing where like they're pretty similar in terms of what they've got. Like the construction workers always have some sort of giant wrench. They've always got their uniform that allow them into construction sites without being um, noticed by security. Yeah. Yeah. And they've always got the ability to hack like cargo drones. And like every time you see a construction worker, they're pretty much the same. Same for the ambulance people. Um, they've always got a uniform associated with them, a, a paramedics uniform. And they've generally got an ability that is like, oh, um, if one of your team members is injured, the uh, the time for them to be released is shorter. And so you, you, you then start seeing people that are out in the world that you've seen they're not necessarily the same person, but they're same sort of job prospect or that sort of thing. And then you start keen... Bits and pieces together, and you find like an accountant, or like an a, you know a um a game developer or or that sort of stuff. And, and a lot of these skills are very like non interesting. It'll yeah. you know hackers the cooldown on hacking is is not as much. Or every time you hack something, you get a bit of ETO, which is their in game currency. Um, and so yes, you can technically play as anyone in the game. But do you want to play as anyone in the game is the real question. And that's unfortunately where it comes down to is that it's not fun to play as anyone in the game. Uh, There are sort of special interest characters that are around that you can find um, and they're the ones that you want to try and get to. And for the most part, the game is sort of split up into a bunch of districts, very Ubisoft game. Um, where you complete a series of uh, special missions and then you're able to liberate that area. And in doing so, that will allow you to get one of these um, special operatives that you can recruit. And they're the ones that usually have like a a breadth of uh, abilities that come with them and skills. And they're a bit more unique, um, which is cool. And then at the same time, you've got a bunch of... Uh, uh sort of the the game will be like hey there's a person here that might be of special interest and they've usually got some weird or wacky unique power i guess the one you talked about was like the beekeeper um who i think you talked about the beekeeper no that Someone wasn't did. me no didn't you talk it about yeah yeah all right they found the good one again uh <laughs> yeah you said you said they found it right but you did talk about it um so like that is a special operative that you'll find. And their ability is they've got this gun that can shoot bees and it it um it's like a special ability that's on a cooldown and uh it capacitates someone for a little bit of time. And so like there's that, or there's a um like a football hooligan that you can find, and they're able to call in their mates to come help them fight, and you can find a protester that is able to gather a bunch of people around and has like a gas grenade and And so you start finding these recruits that are a bit more higher tiered level Mm. and they're the ones that start to get really interesting. But at the same time, their abilities just don't really like offer much in terms of the differences of, of attacking a certain mission. Like they've got these sort of abilities that you can use once every 30 seconds and that's probably about it. And they're usually like these one note, like, oh, I've used it and now... I just kind of have to play the game that I have always played because at the, at the end of the day, it's majority of the time it's, it's supposed to be a stealth game. You can obviously go into it, not as a stealth game with like Mm. a machine gun and just shoot everybody. Um, but they try and give you options to be a stealth game. So, uh, there's obviously a big emphasis on, on, on hacking as well. That's in there. Um, they really haven't done anything to change the hacking in the watchdog series. If anything, I would say it's a step back. Uh, the one thing that I noticed pretty quickly was the other games used to have this feat, this mechanic where if you were hacking something, people would notice around you, like they would hear it happening, I guess. And they'd start looking for the thing that was being hacked. That's completely gone. It's, it's yeah. just a lot more streamlined. Now you, you're basically doing the same stuff. You're hacking cameras, you're downloading keys, you're opening doors. Um, I guess the two things that are a little bit different, you've got this spider bot that can run around and, and open things for you. Um, and the verticality of the maps are a lot more um, open. You're, you're d- using like these cargo drones now to pick you up and move you around and that sort of thing. But in terms of the hacking around the world, there's not really a whole lot that's evolved from the last game. you're still able to bring up like a uh, barricades from the ground, when you're driving up, you can interrupt people's cars when they're driving, make them turn uh, left or right or reverse or forward. You can, um, you've got those exactly the same hacking mini games of like aligning the pipes and making wires go to the correct path. Like it's, it's pretty much the same thing. There's, there's nothing really that's been, change there which is uh which is disappointing. Uh so yeah the that's all the same. There's nothing there's nothing that's different. Um the leveling up of regression system is a little bit different. You're owning like um tech points that is spread out throughout the world and sometimes you'll get one for completing a main mission. Uh you, you use those tech points to unlock extra gear for your characters to use. And um some of them are passive abilities the one that is sort of, the, the first one that I would go for is this ability that sort of shrouds your enemies once you uh, do a takedown on them. And it sort of makes them like invisible, uh, like a predator cloak type thing yeah. while on the ground. No yeah. one can see them. And that's pretty important, especially if you're playing as a stealth game. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then you've got other stuff in there that is like being able to hack uh turrets or the four different types of drones that are in the game and uh and then you can unlock weapons as well most of them are non-lethal weapons that aren't silenced they all make noise and um i think there's about two dozen unlocks in there uh but the thing is that only only one can be one gadget can be taken in per character and two weapons if they're able to so there's not, like, a lot of variety there. You, you sort of pick and choose, like, oh, I can unlock this attack drone and this little spider turret that can shoot people and then yeah. I want to unlock this this shotgun and this other ability that I've got. But, like, the, there's, a, like, a camouflage ability you can take, so, but it's, like, you can only pick one of those and yeah. a, a gun. And so it really limits you. Like, it's supposed to be this game about, like, how do I approach this mission and the situation you've given me and try and solve that puzzle in the most fun way possible except their solution is you're only allowed to take one of these things in to to solve it and i think that's a big problem in terms of giving the player any sense of progression because you're allowing them to unlock all this extra cool gear but they can't use any of the other stuff that they've got or maybe want to use because you've unlocked the first one that you wanted anyway. Right. I've spent my 20 points to unlock this gadget and it seems pretty good. So do I need to spend points on anything else? And I think that's a, a big issue that the game sort of, um, dances around and, and and not only that, but that sort of correlates back to the whole recruitment system of, um, finding these characters and people that have these abilities and whether or not it's actually worth using them or is it just like a fun thing to have. And that was something that quickly, I just kind of got tired of it. Uh, I I got about 23 characters in and I was like, why am I doing like, why am I even doing this? What is the point? I'm literally using the same two characters that I've got. (laughs) I was using the construction worker in order to get me into high places because the verticality, um, because as I said, games a lot more vertical. Um, so I'd use them to get to high areas if I wanted to get a tech, tech token or a collectible or something like that. And then my actual character I was using the spy because yeah. she had a um, she was able to summon a car that had missiles and could cloak. Yes, please. Um, she had a silenced pistol, so nobody could ever hear me when I was shooting people if I fuck something up. Um, yep. She had a bunch of like different like three or three or four different skills on it like skills that you could take and then that's a lot like that was yeah. enough for me as opposed to being like oh i can go get the football hooligan who can call his friends in uh and can punch hard like i don't really don't really need that because i've got i'm 3 hours in and i've got this super spy that is just destroying everybody uh so yeah that i think that is where the issue is that you're recruiting all these people and it'd be a lot cooler if there was some sense of like being able to either train or like teach these abilities to other operatives in your team. So you could be like, oh, well, maybe I can switch out my spy ability that I'm not really using for one of these other ones that this other person has. And, and this sort of like in my review, I talked about it being like a um, like a loot game where you're playing loot games and the idea of a loot game is to go get better weapons or, or you know, better gear. But yep. in this game, you kind of... You can literally find some of the best operatives very early on and there's no you point...
1: You start with one, right? Uh, do you still start with, like, the spy?
0: You start with the spy, but yeah. you don't... You don't finish with the spy after those missions.
1: Right. I ha- I had... I must have been a different spy. I just remember in okay. my preview. I had a spy. Yeah, it was a different right. spy. Now that I remember, there is but a like, point I of the game, that, like fucking right, the case guy.
0: Yeah, the tutorial has um, you're playing as a spy, which you yeah, don't yeah, take yeah. into the main game with you. Right, no, the spy I was that just I got.
1: Remembering my preview a little bit. Yeah, like I got, I got my spy different to the tutorial spy, like mm. super fucking early. Yeah and that's what I used like right
0: (laughs) right and so that's the the loot thing right is if you get the best gun in the game or the one of the best it's like why should I be using any of these other crap that I've got um yeah uh, the other thing I sort of related it to was like a Pokemon thing of like all these people in the world are sort of like Pokemon they've all got a bit different abilities but
1: Mm. I went
0: and found like a super evolved Pokemon character really early yeah uh and i don't think that was necessarily like i found it. it was like i liberated an area and you gave it to me it's like one of the first areas and now there's no point in going and getting any more pokemon like there's no reason and so that to me is a sense of um bad design from the progression standpoint because i don't want to i don't i don't want to use any of these other characters it just just seems silly unless I want to have a, yeah. a you know make a funny video or or just goof around a bit. But for me, playing the campaign is it's not worth it. Um, yeah. So that's what I I you know I think that's a bit of misstep. And I think that and what's happened here is they've the the game was originally supposed to come out in I think March of this year. They pushed it back, um, and then we started to learn of. Uh, you, I think you talked about, this as, uh, talked about this as well and you weren't 100% sure, but the permadeath is no longer part of the standard game. It is a an option that you need to enable when you start a new game. By default, it is off. Um, and I think that's the issue, is that they've built this game where you can play as anybody, but there's no risk or consequence to dying in the game. And so you can take the best thing in with you, that you've got and there's not nothing will happen if you die or you lose apart from they can get injured or they can be arrested. And that takes them out of action for 30 minutes. Yeah. Which is nothing in this game. It's even less if you've got a character in your team that can get them out of that place quicker. Like if they're, if they're a paramedic and they've got the ability to, um, heal people quicker or if they're part of the police and they can get uh like a i think there's like a lawyer or something that can get people out of jail quicker like unless you've got that so that actual risk is even less like oh i can now switch to i won't i won't take my spy i'll take my um my hitman instead who is john wick at this point yeah um yeah cool and then i'll switch back to the spy once i've completed this mission so if there was more of a consequence of being like, oh, if I take this person, they could die. And that forces me then to play as a different character. And and I think that is where the biggest fault is, is that they, they stepped away from that. Like they, it's, it's not part of the default gameplay experience. And, and that's why I'd recommend if anybody is planning on playing this, if you, or you want to, or you are play it on permadeath. Cause I think you'll have a, an original experience like what the game developer or the, the creative director sort of envisioned for this game um and it would also bump the difficulty up because i didn't die for like 20 hours in this game so i was like what happens when you die <laughs> like oh and so i i ended up dying and yeah. she went to hospital and i was like "Ah, oh, for 30 minutes and i was like is that it like yeah. all right fair enough yeah. I will switch to one of the other twenty-five people I've got in my team.
1: So, yeah. I I appreciated that you did your review based on the default. I think, yeah, uh, you were one of the only ones that I read that insisted on basing your review on that. I think it is important. I think it's important to review based on the default game experience because mm. that is the intended game experience, and even if that's you know even if there is an argument to be made that it's not the intended game experience but that's not uh, there
0: they should have put in a disclaimer that said yeah the intended way to play this game and i've seen a lot of games do that yeah where where it'll be like you need to play this game on hard or yeah, exactly. this option needs to be on we haven't put it on but you should play it on we we this is the intended way to play it and they don't yeah. do that and that's the problem yeah,
1: yeah exactly exactly um yeah so I, uh, I thought it was good that you reviewed based on on the default experience yeah uh, because yeah that doesn't happen a lot and i i legitimately think it is the only way you should review games because that is the broadest uh yeah. cross-section of players will play on the default experience uh um, even though you know obviously we we talk you know people who are listening to this are a, uh, a higher class of gamer uh, mm. who will tweak nobody plays on
0: normal around here what
1: are you can't talking lie. about <clears throat> um, do you like have you played just, much sorry just quickly
0: perm- the other perm- thing sorry. I would recommend is put permadeath on anyway at the start because as far as I'm away I, I couldn't you can't turn it off once you turn it on right sorry you can't turn it on once you've start with it off start with it off but yeah. I believe you can turn it on and then turn it off I don't know if it'll go back on again, but at least if you're like, "Oh, this isn't working for me," you can switch it off. Because uh, there is an option called Iron Man mode, which you can't switch it off. If you do switch it on, uh, it sounds very complicated. But in my playthrough of my campaign, when I did not put it on because that was not the default way to play it, I can't. Yep. I can't switch permanent. I've, I need to start a new game. So. At least if you switched on from the start and you're like, I'm not liking this, you can then kill it. So, yeah. Anyway, what are yeah. you going to say?
1: I was going to say, uh, have you played all that much with Permadeath on?
0: No. I haven't played no. with any of it on yeah. anymore. Uh, I
1: I um,
0: I was... uh, If I was not reviewing this, I wouldn't have finished this game. Right. There was a couple of times when I was reviewing it when I was like i hate this like this is fucking (laughs) what am i doing to myself yeah (laughs) man it is like there's some cool things in there like how everybody has a schedule for the day you can you get a um you get an upgrade where you can like do a deep dive on each person and it shows you where they're going to be between the hours of 7 a.m and 10 10 a.m and then from 10 a.m to two they'll be at this place and like their entire day is mapped out and it'll show you where this person will be if you're like oh i want to recruit this person um and you can just you can basically follow them out and they'll have they'll have like a little life going oh at two o'clock i'm playing chess with with uh with steve and then you you go find steve and steve and him are sitting there playing chess and you look at both their schedules and it both says like their full name like they're playing chess with this person like they've got lives and they go around and do things and and, like that stuff is really cool but but it's not it's not meaningful in any way like you can then recruit this person and they've generally got like a uh some sort of objective that you need to do for them and for the most part, it's pretty repetitive. It's generally the same sort of thing that you need to go and do every time. Uh, and sometimes you can recruit people that are um, not happy with Deadsec. Like maybe right. they're affiliated with a different gang, but yeah. you can then go do a mission that'll make them like Deadsec more and then go do another mission to recruit them, like sort of put them on your side. You, you'll find people out in the world that'll be like oh you helped them not to get arrested because maybe you walked past and shocked the police officer that was the albion officer who was like a police officer who was trying to arrest them and it'll show you like underneath their little information thing that like you helped them before or if you like killed somebody it might come up and say like you ran over this person's relative and that'll be like they're not they don't like dead sick i don't know how they know it was you but you know, yeah. they're not a fan of dead sex so like that sort of stuff they, there's so many cool systems in the game that just don't come together <laughs> like they yeah. don't they don't um they, they're sort of some of them are pretty deep and then others are just like uh like this sounds like a cool idea that's just not executed nearly as well as what I thought could have been um yeah, yeah. and'm and I'm, I'm wondering if along with the, the, the permadeath thing, if there was some sort of progression mechanic, because there was initially there some was sort of progression mechanic.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And I wonder if that could have helped fix up a bunch of these things or like being able to, like I said, switch abilities in and out as opposed to just using the ones that this thing is, this person is bringing into the team. Um, I, I just don't, like, I'm, try, I'm not trying to be mean, but I... I heard that this game was in development for about five years and I don't know what they did for
1: five years. Yeah. I think it's, I to me, it's it smacks of, like the complaints that you have smack of interference. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, like corporate bigwig interference type thing. Because it sounds yeah. like an incredible storytelling engine. You know, the sort of thing that, uh, mm. like, yeah, you would you would find... Like, if, if there was leveling, you'd have your spy, right? And they would require six times as much XP to level up as your fucking construction worker. Yeah. And so you wind up in these situations where early on in the game, your construction worker would be, like, le- level 15 or something, and clearly significantly better than your spy. And you'd only switch to your spy when you desperately needed, it. Like when your fucking uh, construction worker got arrested or something, you'd switch to the spy to get him out or some shit. And then yeah. you'd switch back to your construction work and keep leveling her up. And then eventually, you know, you'd be gaining shitloads of XP. And you'd be like, oh, maybe I'll switch back. And you'd go back to your spy and now you're earning enough XP Permission to actually level up the spy to something good, and you know you reach the end of the game, and you've got your hitman and your spy, and suddenly they're at level fucking twenty or whatever the cap is, and yeah. they're fucking you know John Wicking shit and re- ripping shit up, and you're switching between those, but you've earned that. Yeah, you've gotten supposed to, to be where- given at the start of the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and that like especially the start <clears throat> where you start off as the spy is such a traditional gameplay Where they strip your power. (laughs) Exactly, right? They show you the good shit, what could Mm -hmm. be, and then they take it all away. But instead, they show you the good shit, what could be, and you're directly incentivized to go and immediately grab it. Yeah. Right? Because that is the obvious logical thing to do.
0: So Uh, there's a point in the game that happened to me um, where one of my operatives was kidnapped, like I got a phone call from this AI Bagley who is um, sort of like your sidekick who's always talking to you. Yep. Um, and basically like, oh, one of our operators has been kidnapped. And so you have to, that person cannot be selected anymore out of the 23 that I've already got. And uh, and then so I have to go rescue them. And like that sort of stuff is really cool. But at the same time, I'm rescuing someone that I've never used before and that's just part of my team. Like I, I yeah. feel like they should have, and maybe this was in there at some stage but they should have leaned into some of this um like xcom stuff a bit more have the have the permadeath in there and then take it even further have have like injuries um have exhaustion so that people you take them on a mission and maybe they get injured and you can't use them for the 30 minutes or like they're exhausted and you can't use them on the next mission like yeah. some of those XCOM gameplay elements and so it kind of forces you to to switch around and play as somebody else and maybe level them up a little bit more but instead i'm just using the same character every time i go in and uh and i'm get i'm getting it done like i'm not having any issues the, yeah it's not a hard game the ai is not very great um it's it's pretty pretty maybe even below average it's, it's not anything special uh if you do fuck up you can sort of just shoot your way out of everything and that's not that hard so like there's just no consequence there and that's kind of why it falls apart and yeah. it's like so repetitive a lot of the missions are the same it's it's usually going into an area stealthing your way in scanning something and then leaving or it's rescuing somebody or executing a vip or like there's just not a lot of variety that's in there and so that's why it's um yeah i just like i said i'm not trying to be mean but i i just don't know what happened between those five years because in all honestly i like i said i think it's like a i reviewed it i i would have given it like a five a 5.5 i was sort of tossing up with um Mm. i think we decided on a six on survivor but it's it's, I think it's personally the worst um, entry in the series. I, I really liked Watch Dogs and Watch Dogs 2. Watch Dogs obviously got a lot of flack for um, it's not uh, looking like what was shown, but that's just the visual thing. Uh, I still enjoy a lot of the gameplay. I really liked too with what they were doing. The cop was really fun and invasion systems. There's no multiplayer in the game at launch. It's coming in December, I think, or about a month from now, so you can't invade people nothing yeah. like that, which is really, that was such a cool idea. Like bringing the dark souls invasion system into an open world game oh, like that. So yeah. much fun. That's not in there anymore. Um, so yeah, I just think it's a massive setback for this franchise. It looks so cool and promising that had some extremely interesting ideas that would have, I think changed up the sort of way that we look at open world games and they're gone like they're not in there anymore i'm sorry that's not correct they're in there but they've been like pushed to the side and it's now it's just this really generic um like even with the super repetitive missions at least that would have made it a little bit more interesting like be able to play it a certain way but it's not it's it's just it's like blur it's so um so uninteresting the story man I could not care what was going on in the story because right. it's a, it's like a very different tone to um the first two games. Like two had this, I, I was, well, let's start with one. One had this protagonist, um, Aiden Pierce, who was, people didn't like him um, at all. They thought he was very bland and boring and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But at least you had some sort of connection with the player, right? Um, mm. And then two set you up with these characters. You had this little like ragtag team, that um, was in San Francisco, and it was a bit more playful, a uh, bit more silly. You had like ripoffs of uh, Silicon Valley, and uh, there was like, like I can remember stuff in that game still. The like the Google campus, like the ripoff of that was in there, and just this very like, um, like GTA esque vibe to it. But this one is the tone of it is very different. There's a little bit of humor, most of it comes from your AI companion Bagley. And the rest of the story centralizes around the uh, supporting cast of DeadSec; these voices that are in the team that you're not really playing as. Um, that's where you get a lot of the story from. But then you've got your playable characters who ch- do chime in every once in a while. But they're just like so replaceable; they could be anybody. Like yeah. you switch from the spy to somebody else. And although their voices and are sounding differently, and they're saying um, slightly different things, my spy is still going like "fuck yeah" and things like that. And just like, yeah. all right, that is interesting. like they all—they're just so blank and and boring. Um, the other thing that, about the the story was super early on. You you pick up these collectibles, and there's uh there's like uh, documents you can pick up and read. Um, and there are like uh, audio logs you, that you can pick up and, and listen to. And they, for whatever reason, the only way to listen to these things is in the collectible menu screen. And I listened to like three or four to start off with. yeah. And I'm like, these things are like long. They were six, between six to 10 minutes of like a podcast sort of some of them. Yeah. Or like conversations of people having you're sitting not, here listening this to podcast, these no. things.
1: And uh, I'm, I'm shittier, very rich shorter
0: podcast talking about long fucking ten minute podcasts. Okay. Um <laughs> But the only way you can listen to this and it, like it's filling in things about the world and what's happening and sort of like the um the pull and push from the the people controlling these areas and the people in London and, and what's going on and and all that sort of stuff. But you can only listen to it in the menu. For whatever reason, you can't walk around and listen to it. So I'm not listening to any of that stuff anymore. I, I was like, yeah. "This is a joke. These things are actually ten minutes long, and you want me to sit here on a menu screen and listen mm. to this stuff? That, that is, is to crazy. me, that is that is such a like a disconnect. Like, a, like you're you're putting a fucking giant wall for me in order to learn more about this world." And mm. it's not a fun wall that I need to climb because I'm literally fucking sitting there for 10 minutes having shit poked at me um, while I'm doing it. Which is really strange because there are moments in the game where you can listen to audio logs that you do find like part of the actual missions and it'll play it in the corner for you. It's running and off you go. You run around or a little window will pop up and a, a mini video will play of the, the breaking news that's happening this mm. that's it's in there there's something that's playing this stuff, but you're not letting me listen to any of these audio logs um and so that causes like a big problem for me because all of a sudden I don't care about this story because yeah. if you're gonna make it really hard for me to 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 digest the story. why should I care? Yep. um yeah so that stuff is and it just like maybe, it, it maybe goes some be-
1: weird places maybe maybe there can be a, a 4 hour cliff notes video mm. to help you get through it yep yeah. destiny style um i'm still keen to play it i'm still a, I I'm definitely going to play it but uh i haven't started yet obviously yeah um uh, I, I might check it out on xbox
0: well that's a good point because i i'm playing on pc i played yeah. it on pc uh it's rough it's um i was having technical issues i had right. um what i have i'd like people disappearing on my screen and oh, yeah appearing out of nowhere one person i needed to oh, no, this happened twice i needed to talk to somebody to start a mission and they weren't there but their icon was there and like i'd walk up and like oh it's letting me talk to this invisible person i could press it and they start like the little cinematic window and it's me talking and then there's like nothing there and someone
2: talking. Yeah, yeah.
0: That happened a couple of times. Um, yeah, people appearing out of nowhere. I had a mission where I had to follow a car and you have to stay within its radius and download the data. Uh, the car like vanished. It was gone and that was it. The little mini map like on the corner where it's showing you where the car is is like it's still sitting there but the car is gone. So I had to restart uh the game at that point um what else happened that's sort of all i can i've got my notes here uh i think that was about it anyway th- no there's more than that but i just can't remember off the top of my head um the uh, uh the fast travel system uh, i've never used a fast travel system as much as i have in this game because there was no point for me to fast to to to
1: explore anymore. Regular Right. Yeah.
0: The collectibles didn't mean anything to me. Um, mm. There's an in, there's an in-game currency in the game. This this coin. The only thing it is used for is buying cosmetics. So I don't need to buy. I, I think I spent zero money in cosmetics because I'm like I don't give a shit. Right. All it is. <laughs> it's really a, Like um. No, I did buy some masks, but I didn't buy any T-shirts or anything like that. Um, right. You can walk around and find masks. Uh, you can find those collectible things i was talking about the data pads and audio logs but at that point like i don't care about the cosmetics i don't care about the collectibles engaging more about the story the only thing i kind of kind of care about is the tech points at this stage and when i unlock the things that i wanted to i didn't need to unlock anymore because i didn't need them like it wasn't i wasn't interested anymore I, i maxed out everything on the gadget screen and then like some of the guns and things like that i'm like ah I don't really need that. Like I've got I've got the gun that I need to on my spy or my construction worker. So that didn't matter anymore. Uh, yeah, anyway, the uh, that was some of the technical issues. Performance wise, my game struggled to sit on 60 frames per second on, on my rig. And I've got a pretty good PC, like an i9 uh, 9900K with RTX 2080. Um, I ended up playing on... I think medium graphic settings to try and get it to stabilize because it was struggling a lot on high. And uh I had ray tracing on at one stage and not switching it off because it was just sometimes I'd have like 80 frames per second, other times I'd be going down to like 40. It was just very like inconsistent all over the place. Um but in saying that it's it's got one of the best benchmarking tools in a game that i've maybe ever seen uh, yeah. it does this really cool thing where you run your benchmark test the, the the only ones that i can sort of compare it to is like the um uh the unreal engine stuff like the the gears benchmarks are pretty good um right yeah it, like it shows you a graph of the performance and where your dips were and, and that sort of stuff but it's got a second screen on there where it'll be like all right here are all your options that you've got selected and here is how they're impacting your performance. And so it'll be like Shadows is set to high and it'll be like CPU, GPU. And it'll have like a little bar that's either, you know, it's got three bars full on the GPU, which means that it's taking a lot of GPU power or it'll be like one bar CPU. And the next one will be Ray Traced Reflections for RTX cards. And it's got like three bars of GPU and three bars of CPU or something like that. And it might say that it's like, you know, obviously taking a lot of resources. And then, so you can look at your GPU and your CPU output. And it's like, my GPU is using six gigabytes out of my eight gigabytes. And my CPU is sitting at 88%, right? And and it'll show you where the strain is on these settings that you're doing, which is so cool. like. The amount of games that I play, where I'll go look for a YouTube video of somebody that sits there and toggles these things on and then runs a benchmark, and then toggles the next thing on and then runs a like and tries to find out like what settings is causing the most amount of frame rate drops, and then do you need to have that stuff on? Like, how much visual fidelity is it changing you? Whereas this benchmarking tool is just like, here is all the settings you're using, and here is what it's doing. To your frame rate, and if you switch it off, you probably save this amount. Like it'll it'll show you how much you're saving, and um, yeah, excellent. Should be on every AAA game that is out there because done a really good job with that. Um, but otherwise, from from what I've heard, there's a red today. There's a patch coming out on PC to fix a bunch of the performance issues. It's not out yeah. at the time of recording this. I don't think there are any drivers up at this stage. Let me just check. I checked this morning. That's pretty crazy. There's no game ready drivers because the game's out. Oh, there is something that just came up. Ah. Except that it's not refreshing the page. It's up right now. There we go. I can check it out after this. Um, it wasn't there a couple hours ago before I started the podcast. But the game ready drivers are now out for Watch Dogs Legions. I recommend installing that. Um, I will go see what that is running like after we've done recording here. And then also install that new patch it's supposed to fix. From what I've read, RTX cards, performance issues on PC, and a bunch of uh, performance stuff on consoles as well. So yeah, hopefully they can do something. Cause it's so, it's just everywhere. Like it's so unstable on PC right now. I'm, like I don't have a bad computer. I've spent thousands of dollars on this thing and it's not even a year old. Um, And uh, it's I've actually got it below their recommended settings on those, right? That thing we talked about last week of like here, here is what you should be running it on. Yeah. Um, I've heard about cards like thirty nineties that are trying to run this thing at four K, and struggle, (laughs) like they're not hitting sixty. Like the brand new cards that have come out. Yeah. So, hopefully they've fixed whatever is going on in that game. But at this stage, my experience has been not great. Um, any other? questions that you have about it
1: i don't think so man i mean yeah it's it's disappointing that you didn't have a good time with it i'm still very interested to play it myself uh i hadn't you know i had a good time with my preview session although i will admit that i i feel I, I don't know if i said it on the podcast i did feel like i may have mentioned that i felt like there wasn't a lot of incentive to play as the other characters on the podcast, yeah. I definitely didn't write it in my preview because I went for like a sort of a more narrative-driven preview. Um, Maybe that's a yeah, thing, uh, right?
0: Is that I played for five hours, three hours, five hours, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine. This is cool." Yeah,
1: yeah. And then you get ten fun. hours, and
0: you're like, "This is getting very repetitive." Yeah. And then by like hour sixteen, I'm like, "I, f- what the fuck? <laughs> like, what am I doing?" And then you get to of twenty. And it's still going, uh, and I'm um, at that stage. I'm like, I don't want to play anymore, but I, I need to because I'm reviewing.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: like that has not happened to me often in a AAA game. Uh, like I talked about Spelunky a couple of weeks back, when I'm like, oh, I'm not having fun with this game. I'm going to refund it, but I don't think I've played a AAA game that I've reviewed in quite a while. When I'm like, I just do not. I'm not having fun anymore. This just feels like I'm doing busy work (laughs) and it's busy work that I've already done that I did three hours into this game like it doesn't show you anything new it's the same you're doing the same stuff at the end of this game that you've been doing five hours in there's not much difference that's where it's like so disappointing because it was absolutely one of the like Ubisoft's run and we'll get to it soon but like they've got a fucking banging slate the next six months and I was just so pumped for all their games And this was the first one, and I was so keen for it. uh, And it just completely disappointed me.
1: Got it. Oh. Mm.
0: Anyway. Um, I'll definitely check it out more once the multiplayer hits, because I'm keen to see some invasions. I like playing invasions in the original games. And they've got some, some, some other multiplayer content. Uh, And they're doing some Aiden Pierce stuff with Season Pass as well at some stage, so I'm curious to see if that sort of fixes up some of the narrative with the massive disconnect between you and what's going on in the world because, I mean, people didn't like him, but it's a lot better than what's going on in this game. (laughs) Yep. All right. Uh, As I said, you can go to Survivor. .com, check out my review of that. I was it's kind boring. of worried that I was going to be one of the lowest. Uh, like I said, I would have went lower than what we put on there, but I was was uh, I was I was, thought I was going to wake up with fucking Twitter messages and I didn't, which is good because it seems to begin getting pretty uh, mediocre reviews, which is good. I, I wasn't the lowest at all. I think the fives. I think the five was the lowest at this point. Right, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That's Watch Dogs Legion out now on pretty much everything. All right. Cool. Should we do some news? Let's do some news. There is a bunch of stuff happening, in particular one story that I didn't think we'd be talking about. But here it is. Cyberpunk 2077 has been delayed. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both said
1: I think we both said it, right?
0: Never going to happen.
1: Never just, gonna happen. I think they think This is our fault. Uh We may have jinxed it. Yeah, it's it's certainly possible. <laughs> uh, um Holy shit, man!
0: When they were rolling out the Keanu Reeves ads at the um, the NBA Finals, and they had buses out and billboards and all this stuff, I'm like, yeah, it's coming out. It's gone gold. It's they got ads everywhere. Thing. They just spent they literally have ads on during the NBA finals like that is big money this game is yeah stuff. someone someone sent us an email right or something or a message do you think mm-hmm. it'll be delayed and we were like no what an idiot no. this person's silly what a, what a clown question we were like <laughs> what a clown we question next <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, holy shit yeah um, I wonder what state it must have been in if the day zero patch that was coming couldn't even fix all of the problems like either they are at this point so paralyzed with fear of not putting out the greatest game of all time because expectations are at an all time high or uh, yeah it was like straight up taking like AMD computers out <laughs> or something you know like it was That's, like just fucking yeah. executing any AMD CPU <laughs> on fucking launch like that that is like those are the two options in my opinion either they're like they've reached that valve situation where it has to be the fucking greatest thing alive or uh yeah it's it's catastrophic whatever is causing this delay is catastrophic. Hmm. I think it's the former, personally. We've got some idea, right? Um, So
0: they they talked about the the main reason is that everybody's working from home at this stage. Um, They've got studios all around the world and they're having to test nine different versions of the game. So they're testing the Xbox One, Xbox One X. They're testing Xbox Series S, Xbox Series X, PlayStation 4 playstation 4 pro playstation 5 pc and stadia stadia um Mm. from from what i've read and from what i've been reading on on twitter posts from uh media and that sort of thing the the biggest problem is coming from the what do we call it now last gen consoles so the xbox series uh sorry the xbox one x and one the PlayStation 4, PlayStation 4 Pro, which is going to be your biggest install base. And they are not happy with the performance on those devices. And so they're not willing to put it out as of yet. The release date has been moved from uh, November, was it 19th? Yep. Somewhere around then. Um, They pushed it back to December 10th at this stage. What do you think? Is it going to make December 10th?
1: I don't fucking know anymore. Like, I don't fucking to give know people anymore. an idea at home.
0: We probably would have had review code for this next week. We were being told it was coming next week. <laughs> That's how close yep. they pulled this thing.
1: Yep. Um. Yeah, I. I. I don't know, man. Uh, it can't. Like, it doesn't make game of the year
0: well no not at, not at game awards so the game awards cutoff was um it sounded like they were moving things around for game awards to sort of fit in cyberpunk and the yeah. next gen launches so I don't know i I feel like I've got too much information I don't know if it's been made public but um there was a there was room for cyberpunk to make this at, at this stage and uh this email th- this cyberpunk thing came out the day after we got told that Cyberpunk would be eligible. They made room. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like it's 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 pretty wild.
0: Mm. When we we were getting emails saying that code was going to be available next week. Uh, Game awards were trying to get people to send out code for for games next week, for, like yep. at the latest. So, mm-hmm. uh, they yeah they pulled this very fine push it back is it is it three weeks something like that um yeah i think it's three weeks it's gonna be interesting man i'm no longer confident like if you wanted to put a bet down to say is this going to be delayed again i don't know (laughs) i don't know make a call i think they need to right because this there is no way this thing leaks i don't see that happening like it's going to end up on a shelf somewhere in one of your big i think i wrote on on Twitter or somewhere might've been our discord channel. Like it'll end up on the shelves in target or like Kmart or something like that's going to happen. Cause this stuff is going to be, it's being shipped around the world. It's going to end
1: up on a store somewhere and that's it. it, Absolutely. If if it's gone gold and it has, then there are, there is a version out there somewhere. Yeah. It exists in physical form now. Like, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's coming. They can't delay it again.
0: When um, what was it? Final Fantasy was supposed to be. I think it got delayed, or like shipping was supposed to be delayed, and they were just like, "Look, this game is going to come out in places all over the place." Like, and yeah. it, it launched in Australia like a week and a half early, and it launched like all yeah. over the shop. And I think this, there's a, I think a possibility that this happens with with Cyberpunk, unless they're like super strict on it, or they they actually haven't sent out any distribution on this at all maybe they caught it super early um but i'm still still super cautious about it i i uh, I don't know at this stage where we're we're a long time away at this point um like six weeks so i think anything anything could happen like if they can't fix these performance issues maybe they push it even more
1: I, they can't. They can't push it again. It yeah. will be, it, like, you may as well just fucking, may as well just launch on Pirate Bay at that point, I think. Like, because it'll, it'll, it'll get there. Mm. Like, someone is going to fucking put it up. If they push it again, it'll be out before the end of this year, whether they like it or not, I think. Yeah. That's my opinion. And I don't think if they were to push it again, they're not going to push it back to fucking... December 20 or some shit. It's not going to be pushed two de- two weeks. It's not going to be pushed... Like, two weeks from December 10 is fucking Christmas Eve.
2: Hmm.
1: Like, they're not pushing it to Christmas Eve. They're not pushing it one week. What would be the fucking point? Like, nah. It gets pushed to January for sure. And there's no fucking way in hell. I will, I will make this bet. I will eat spaghetti Skittles if it gets fucking pushed again. <laughs> right I think um, do you want to make the bet? do you want to make bet, the bet? betting in chicken ass chicken
0: ass so we we should know about this um, I'd say probably the 25th or 26th whether or not yep. it's um being pushed back because if they were doing two weeks early for for review code yeah. Probably see it around about then. If if we're not getting review code around that time, then it's something's not right. So I don't know. We'll see. True. See what happens. Yep. All right. That was punk. Other things have been delayed as well, Job. Far yes. Cry six and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Quarantine also announced as being delayed today. Um don't have a new date for Far Cry. Uh it's going to be within a year, they're saying. So that yep. could be 2022 at this stage
1: um,
0: I don't know like are you surprised about this at all
1: at this point very much very much not not surprised uh, yeah I'm surprised uh, that games are trying to release on time at this point uh, you know 2020's been one hell of a year and yeah I I don't find it surprising at all I I don't think we have enough information about why Far Cry was shifted at this point. Far Cry did um, put out a statement while we're recording as well. I don't have it though. So
0: these uh, initial but, reports were during an investment investment call this morning.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, I I just don't think there's enough information uh well I haven't seen it. Um but I don't I don't think it'd be all that much different from the complications of covid have led to us uh led us into a situation where blah 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 blah, blah. like it's it seems flippant but like that is going to be yeah. the reason for a lot of fucking pushes at this point because what else can they do yeah like shit's fucked yo everyone Th- has had to adjust significantly to a brand new fucking form of working, and there's always Mm -hmm. going to be productivity lost. And at the same time, we're in the midst of a fucking global pandemic, there's going to be productivity lost to that. Like, there are just extenuating circumstances that everyone has to deal with, and as a result, games are going to get pushed back. I'm surprised that fucking consoles are coming out on time, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. Do you think they'll be pushed back? Well, we didn't know what on time was until fucking a month out, so, like, yeah the only only thing that saved them from having to push back the launches of these consoles was the fact that they didn't say when they were going to fucking launch the consoles until the last minute so yeah, mm. yeah. radio um,
0: any thoughts about quarantine I didn't even know that was coming out
1: like at the start uh, of next no. year or if it just I'm got not, pushed back yeah I'm not, I'm not surprised but uh, nah, no no real thoughts I guess yeah all
0: right Uh, Next up, we've got Netflix is developing an Assassin's Creed series. Um, This one is being produced by the uh, same people that do Mythic Quest as well. So part of Ubisoft's um, TV team, I guess. I don't know. I I feel like at least there's a chance, a good chance that it might be good. Um, Judging by sort of Netflix's, how they've been handling The Witcher. And and some of the other stuff that they're doing, so I've got my I've got my hopes a bit more up compared to what they did with the movie, because that was. Well, a travesty, it couldn't be worse than the
1: movie. It Couldn't be
0: worse. Can't say you know? that it might be.
1: Uh, no, they'd have to actively be trying to make it worse, something worse than that fucking movie. What I remember of it, anyway, I was extremely drunk and I fell asleep in the movie theater, so uh, <laughs> yeah. never found out what happened uh, to
0: Fastbender's shirt. It just never came back.
1: <laughs> yeah. who, needs uh, who needs it but yeah uh, I mean cool if, if it's good good and if it's bad then bye I don't care it doesn't really matter I think the Assassin's Creed series has potential for storytelling but uh, I haven't seen that potential realized in the games so I don't know why I would expect it to be realized in the movie or yeah. in the TV series as long as they address yeah. the aliens Right, I'm in. I'm in. I just want to know what happens. As long as the aliens steal a fucking apple from the Pope, that's all that needs to happen by the end of season one, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Hi. Yeah. Right. Did Did you Moving see on. Did you see oh. the
0: Uncharted um, pictures? Tom Holland's Uncharted.
1: Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh, he looks so much." No, I don't think he looks. He looks like Tom Holland, dressed like Nathan Drake. But yeah. whatever.
0: Do you want to make a bet on whether Nolan North has a cameo? Because
1: I think he does. Why would why would I make that bet? It's almost definitely happening. It's yeah. like ninety nine point nine 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 percent happening. The stakes you'd have to make such exorbitant stakes. And seeing how you don't live up to the bets that you do lose, uh I don't think I'll make any fucking bets.
0: Mm. All right. Next up we got FIFA. Loot boxes have been ruled gambling in the Netherlands. Job has more on this story coming up next.
1: Uh yeah, so um this is a bit nebulous my grasp on this story because it's from earlier today, uh, and it's out of the Netherlands, and I don't speak. We should ask clubs. Get on. I think he speaks Swedish. Um, <laughs> so who basically, f- FIFA loop boxes have been like ruled to be a form of gambling in the Netherlands, and uh, every like every week that they're violating this law which is uh you know uh unregistered unregulated gambling they're like fined half a million euros which is pretty huge obviously EA is gonna appeal um but yeah it's a pretty fucking big deal and uh i think it's it's a good step in the right direction like the the foot packs are heinous and they prey exclusively on people who are Um, extremely vulnerable to gambling tendencies and they exploit those tendencies in people who are obviously underage so uh, yeah I think it's important that, that they do something about this shit like we've spoken about this before but Activision 2K EA they've all got literally fucking they have machines working overtime to work out the best way to exploit your fucking tits off. Uh, and they know exactly what they need to do. And so, yeah, I think it's important that they lock this shit down, especially in games that are targeted at children, which mm-hmm. a non-violent game like FIFA is. Yeah. So, good. I want to see more of this shit. Awesome. That's it.
0: All um, oh. next up we've got this is uh, breaking news while we're recording Call of Duty Black Ops oh. Warzone will integrate in December um,
2: so this comes Wait, from Activision
0: looks like they're doing a bunch of stuff at the moment this is directly from Charlie Intel though um, right. in a statement saying that uh, in December we'll start seeing Warzone and Call of Duty Cold War or well, Black Ops Cold War start to integrate their features together um yeah, and so right. it's not going to launch I guess day and date Warzone it'll take some time for them to bring uh the progression stuff across. So th- what they're saying is basically the stuff that you're owning in Black Ops Cold War will transfer across to um Warzone, so like your cosmetics and battle pass content and that sort of thing. Um yeah. but then they got to start bringing in a bunch of the weapons and I guess make- I don't know, mechanics. I'm guessing at this stage, but we'll start seeing that stuff in December. So it won't be day and date, which, uh, yeah, should be interesting. Definitely can't see what they do with that. Any thoughts?
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, That is later than I expected, to be honest. I didn't, yeah, I I, I don't know if I expected it to be day and date, but I... Mm. Uh, I thought it would be a lot closer than December. Maybe like a week after or something, you know? Yeah. It's odd to me. Yeah. Oh. Fair enough.
0: Uh, Um, Next up, we've got Halo Infinite loses another director or another high executive. Uh, So this one's Chris Lee, who was a director at Bungie. Bungie? No. Bungie? Who works on this stuff anymore? 343. 343 Industries. (laughs) Bungie's um, that other studio. The Destiny yeah, one, right? The Destiny guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he was at 343. Um, this is the third high-tiered person that sort of left after that August showing back at um, the Microsoft event when they revealed the PlayStation, mm-hmm. sorry, the Xbox. And he he hasn't, from what we gathered, stepped, um, like, left the company. He sort of just stepped back and is letting them do their thing and someone else is taken over and put in charge. Um, is this worrying at all? Should people be worried now that that's the third person in the hierarchy that's sort of left?
1: I think if people weren't worried already, then uh, yeah. I don't see why this would be any more cause for concern. But uh, I do think people should have already been concerned about the trajectory of this game for a yeah. little while now. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think this... I don't think this is the straw that breaks the camel's back. Uh at this point it's just sorta of more water uh in the in the in the ring bowels of the ship. Is um you know?
0: does this do you think Halo Infinite is now a twenty twenty two game?
1: Oh fuck no. There's no way do You think it's
0: coming out next year still.
1: It has to come out next year. Absolutely. they cannot delay this game past 2021 they don't have enough games on Xbox They they need something they need a fucking the standard bearer that's what Halo is supposed to be this has to this has to come out and it has to look amazing and I guess it has to be great across fucking 16 different fucking consoles but it has to come out yeah yeah, I guess yeah. we'll find out. But I suppose so.
0: Things aren't looking too good at, at this stage. Um, obviously, no. they're not happy with whatever <laughs> whatever is going on over there. Uh, for a game that's yeah. supposed to be out, was supposed to be out in two weeks. So
1: yep, yeah. There you go.
0: Okay. Uh, so the last piece of news we got here is a creative director at Google Stadia, Alex Hutchinson, suggested that streamers should be paying royalties to. Game publishers and developers uh, for streaming their games. There was a massive, uh, I don't know if I'd call it a discussion, but shitstorm, Mm. backlash, certainly. About this. Um, Shortly afterwards, Google, as in the company, issued a statement saying it does not reflect that of the company, and them being Google, YouTube, and uh, Stadia as well. Uh, What was your sort of takeaway from this? I don't actually have the tweet up, but. I can find it.
1: Um fucking absolutely high. Like this is is it's got to be one of the fucking cra- like I I understand how he arrived at this conclusion and I understand there is an argument to be made in this direction but it is based on the predatory relationship that music, the music industry and the movie industry and the television industry has with content creation that does not, cannot translate in the other direction. It can't go in the other direction. That is just like, it can't be applied to video games. Now we have, we started as a industry without being bound to that, like, I mean, there's certainly, don't get me wrong. There's certainly enough predatory shit going on between the relationship of uh, publishers and game creators and certainly publishers and consumers. There's, don't get me wrong. There's predatory practices all over the fucking place, but holy shit, you cannot go from that. And then in like, Decide to then ramp up the predation by taking the music industry's model as the fucking the best practices. Uh, yeah, that's fucking crazy. Holy shit, um, he's he's out of his fucking mind. He's clearly clearly using the music industry as his fucking uh template. Yeah, yeah. Can we read it? Go. It says, uh, so this is from
0: Alex Hutchinson, at BangBangClick on Twitter. It says, streamers worried about getting their content pulled because they use music they didn't pay for should be more worried by the fact that they're streaming games they didn't pay for as well. It's all gone as soon as publishers decide to enforce it. The real truth is streamers should be paying the developers and publishers of the games they stream. They should be buying a license, like any real business, and paying for the content they use. And so that was the two that went um, went around and okay. uh, <clears throat> kicked up, uh, yeah, <laughs> a massive storm. It's it seems like the uh, wrong way to to go about that.
1: What's what's your what are your thoughts?
0: Um, I mean, the minute you start doing that you immediately start killing up-and-coming streamers because nobody's buying a license to be able to stream a game. That's insane. Um, And then it comes down to like, all right, how much are we going to pay? Like, at what stage are they – it's just weird. Like, is Shroud going to have to play fucking $30,000 to stream – to buy a licensing stream because he's –
1: No, that's – that's the other part. That's the that's the that's the next, you know. Fo- follow the train along, Luke. Right. Up yeah. and coming streamers have to pay, right? But the shrouds and the doctor's disrespects—they don't need to pay, because they're no, getting paid. They're anyway. getting paid. <laughs> they're getting paid to play it. Yeah. And then you follow that a little bit further along, right? And these guys, and then oh, but if you say anything bad about the game, we'll revoke your stream uh, license. And then suddenly, you know, the the Shrouds and the Doctors and the fucking whoever's, <laughs> yeah. right? They can't say bad things about this game because they'll have their fucking license revoked. And, you know, there's zero question in my mind that the fucking mm. uh, multi-billion dollar publishing companies will have better lawyers than the fucking streamers who yeah. can't stop themselves from fucking filming in public toilets. So... No doubt, that streaming yeah. license will be revoked, fucking wholesale. Because we're gratuity. no longer selling so you like a streaming license, so you can't stream our games. And all, and you are broadcasting all your fucking vods are now defunct because yeah. it is revoked. Yeah, uh, and you don't only own those vods anymore because now we own them. It's ours. We words. own them exactly. And yeah, there's yeah. Absolutely no fucking way. This is help, definitely but-
0: something Nintendo would do. Nintendo or oh. like Square Enix. <laughs> like one of those two. Yeah, who, One of those going to pull the trigger first.
1: Oh yeah, Nintendo is like... Fucking this is a good... Why didn't we do this?
0: Yeah, they're like... We who told... This is what we were doing, right? thought we were doing this. They-
1: I think they tried it. I, they would, they- I mean, they, they pull.
0: <laughs> we-, we get to a stage now where like... Game content can be pulled from YouTube... Because someone claims copyright. Not of the music... But because of yep. like the content that's played. Like it's yep. it's there. It's just not a big deal at the moment.
1: Yeah. Um uh like yeah, fucking
0: hell. Anyway, just, I think it's it's heinous. Uh and obviously like Google came out and said, We don't think this is right. <laughs> but there you go. Uh anyway. Well, that's the news. I think that's all of it.
1: News. Yep. There's cool. a
0: long podcast. Any, any questions at all that came through? I think there was one. I saw something um, highlighted
1: before. We have two.
0: Right. This is that our Discord? the slash Discord. Leave us
1: questions. Okay. Fridge wants the man, writes... Hi, Luke. Hi, Job. Unskippable cutscenes. They suck and we all hate them, but which is worse? A. An unskippable cinematic. B. An unskippable in-game cutscene. C. An unskippable cinematic with quick time events. I personally don't... Personally, I don't mind the in-game cutscenes as long as you can jump around on the furniture like a knob end. Um... What do you think? I think... Hmm.
0: I mean, you should have a button that can skip it. That's just... Doesn't matter what it is. Unless it's the one, the third option three, the... Cutscenes with quick-time events, because
1: that's, that's part of gameplay. Um, the first it's two, shit gameplay. It's shit my game my vote, the worst. Which one's the worst? My vote is C. Unskippable cutscenes with quick-time events. You're insane. Not only, not only can I not skip <laughs> this fucking cutscene, yeah. not only can I not skip it, I also have to be paying... Extre- I can't even fucking walk away from the fucking game. <laughs> yeah. I can't even go make a fucking... T while this shit plays out, and like I, I have to be sitting there fucking waiting for some fucking button press to come up, because otherwise <laughs> I'm gonna fucking hard fail and have to start this shit all over again. Get yeah. the absolute fuck out of here. The for surprise quick time event
0: when you are like, oh yeah. oh
1: yeah, oh shit, fuck that shit. <laughs> What's this giant circle on the screen mean? From oh, worst to best, my ordering is C A B. Uh. Skippable cu- quick quick time events can fuck off, unskippable cinematics can fuck off, unskippable in game cutscene can fuck off, but it, yeah. Uh, as Fridge Monster Man said, at least you can sort of like when uh when you're at the start of fucking half life and uh, they're just yapping and yapping and you just like jumping oh, that's the on best everything. Part. It's fantastic. Um I like uh do you remember uh, what was that game? I think it's like, well, it's definitely dead, but I think they're actually going to finally like lower it into the ground. Um, from Gearbox, the Overwatch game, the Overwatch killed. You know the one? Uh, Valorant? What is... No. Oh, oh Gearbox. Gearbox.
0: I was thinking Val for some reason. Battleborn. Um,
1: uh, Battleborn, yeah. Born. Battle Born. Yep. Remember Battleborn, and uh, it was Battleborn where like you'd finish a, a level, and or maybe it was Borderlands, Battleborn or Borderlands, you'd finish a level, and you'd be able to like you'd still be able to move around mm. when it was doing like I'm 99 percent sure it was Battleborn. You'd do like that Borderlands style like zoom in freeze on an uh, on a boss or something. Yeah, and you'd still be able to run around and I remember in a preview session we were all like running around and crowding the camera and like blocking the camera so that you couldn't see the boss it was introducing like that was fucking hilarious yeah. that was probably the best version of that but I do like in Destiny uh, I've got like this fucking cauldron hat from the hallowed the haunted forest it's like this big dumb green hat and it just hmm. looks idiotic. And now in all all of the cutscenes, I'm wearing all of my cosmetics. So my dude's like this fucking chick who's got like fucking darkness bleeding from her fucking eyes at all times is standing hmm. on the moon saying I don't know how we should have stopped these pyramids, but if we don't, they will take us over and I'm hmm. standing in a fucking cauldron hat looking like a fucking idiot. Just be like, Cool fair enough yeah. me and my golden i just fucking hanging out yeah right. I like that but yeah
0: Watch, Watch Dogs Legion you can skip through um it's Beautiful. good like when people when, when you switch to a different character they oh, yeah. they like meet each other and they talk like oh how's it going young chap um you can skip that part I use that quite a lot because I'm like I don't need to hear any of this for the 400th time so you can skip that <laughs> And the um the fast travel is very quick. So two two good things about that game.
1: Yahoo! There you go. Next question. Cool. Next question is Baz. Out of the two, would you recommend PS5 or Xbox Series X? Oh.
0: Well, I mean, at this stage, Joe's being paid to say Xbox Series X. So when did you
1: send this, Baz? When the fuck did you send this? <laughs> you fucking cheeky cunt. 29, you did. Did you send this directly after you saw I unboxed my unboxing thing? I can't say anything, Baz. Fuck, damn it. I'm going to bow out of this question, and maybe we will revisit this once the embargo timing has lifted, and I can talk about this shit in any way possible at all. Uh, but based on, um, based on what we were talking about like a month ago, Right. I think we had a punt at this question. Mm. If you had to pick one, uh I think at the time my pick was I'm not gonna say, but what was your pick, Luke? Uh, PlayStation at the stage. Yeah.
0: Because they've That's got some I games your coming pick out.
1: As well. That was that was the reasoning as well. Except for Destruction um,
0: All-Stars has been delayed. It's now a Game Pass Delayed. Game.
1: We didn't even put it in the story, hmm. yeah, in the news. Yeah, I forgot about it. We that. skipped it entirely. Uh, right. But yeah, very cheeky, Baz. Fuck you. Uh, yep. Great questions. <laughs> um, good stuff. That's I it. I of questions. More questions all the time. Love them.
0: Excellent. That is the podcast. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube. All the places you get podcasts from, we're on there. Um, You can email us, podcast at gmail.com if you'd like to send us questions. Maybe you don't have Discord. Or you can go to discord, com slash Discord. It'll take you to our Discord uh, page, room, whatever you call it. Uh, You can chat about all sorts of things, gaming. We've got uh, a bunch of different channels in there, people playing games every night, usually. And um, I'll be able to jump in and play some more Warzone soon, which will be fun because, I mean, Working on that Watch Dogs review for the last week. Just has been fun. Cool. Yep. Um, that's cool. You can go to our social media if you want to. Facebook.com slash the GAPodcast. Twitter.com slash the podcast. You can go to our YouTube page, the GAPodcast.com slash YouTube. Watch the podcast version in video form. Um, went up a bit late this week. For some reason, the rendering kept failing. Like, I go to bed. I render it at wow. night. It takes like three hours to render. Basically, yeah. as long as the show. And um and then I get up in the morning and it has failed for some reason. I'm like, all right, cool. I have to render it again. And it failed like twice or three times wow. this week. Um That's annoying. there wasn't a lot of extra stuff in there. I think I put Job's disc room vo- footage in from oh, yeah. him failing that uh that one level for twenty minutes or whatever it was. <laughs> Just no. it's it's basically a black screen for twenty minutes. It's yeah. it's very entertaining
1: what we're talking. Perfect.
0: <laughs> yep. Um, so go check that out uh, you can also go to our website thegapodcast.com find all the podcast episodes or go read up on things we post on there um, and it's got links to all of those things we just talked about on the show if you're not sure um, where to find them that is where you can get them from and that's all thanks to our Patreon members they help put on this show every week and help us pay the bills you go to patreon.com slash the if you'd like to help support the show so thank you to everyone that does it every month it's greatly appreciated. Um, Job, you got anything you'd like to pimp out for this week you've been working on?
1: Uh, no. Nope. Nothing I can um, pimp out. No. Nah. Yeah. Um, what about if you want Twitter to go watch your Job unboxing? Jojo. Yeah. I didn't I didn't do it on an, an Xboxing video. I just uh, tweeted some pictures. So, at Job Jojo. Uh, there's a cool picture of my basil plant. One of those little stalks
0: you, you should have done, like,
1: ham. an actual unboxing
0: video. Do it super seriously, but just be you with, like, no T-shirt on.
1: <laughs> Nobody wants to see that. They'll know exactly where the grease from the... Uh, when it gets 10,000 hits, you'll know people want to see that. <laughs> i have to put it on Pornhub. <laughs> you There'd could have done that. All the, all the ladies, you need a bucket and a mop for those wet-ass pussies. Uh, <laughs> that's. I think that's how you get hits. <laughs> you should have done it on there yeah. god damn it opportunities missed oh, yeah. I'll just read box it I'll do it right now yeah there you go <laughs> there you
0: go you have your purple light on and everything being so moody <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, you can find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie L-A-W-R-I-E or you can go to survivor.com check out my Watchdogs Legion review for this week uh, it's good stuff ton of the review section so yeah go okay, give that a read do it that is it. Um, what are we talk about next week? Ghost Runner.
1: Yes. Ghost Runner. Yes. Tear Down. That's out today.
0: Yep. Tear Down. That's uh, the uh, like weird. Voxel is it like a voxel base. game?
1: Yeah. 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 I'm very keen. Mm. Uh, that's. Um, let me have a quick look at my calendar. We this will not be talking about any consoles. <laughs> as far as you know, maybe. Uh uh if we delay if we delay the console just a touch. We'll see. We'll see. This one
0: today's delayed as well. We're coming out on Friday. Anyway. If we
1: were to delay it till Saturday, we can talk about consoles. Yeah.
0: Um yeah, that's the show. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you all next week.
1: Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.